Fake it. Don't ever let them get inside your head. They'll tell you what to do in life instead of everything you know that you could get. Don't let them guide your life towards regret. I'll fight for what I love with every breath. My past is filled with things I won't forget. I use them all to push me to my best. So treat the worst of times just like a test. If only I could go back in time I tell myself that everything will end up alright Just push yourself, test yourself, figure out what you like And find your limits, don't be rigid, always work towards a prime Surround yourself with open minds, people can change your life A few friends with intent can help you feel alive Find a passion, take some action, and with a little time Just be patient, make a statement, try to enjoy your life They'll try to kick you while you're down they wanna rise up while you drown They wanna fill your head with doubt They're silently scared that you'll figure it out I'll make it look like I'm losing Won't bother hiding my bruises And when they finally think you're wounded Then it's your chance to be ruthless I can see that they compare I think everyone's against me Maybe something in the air Am I paranoid? I swear a void is forming And they're scared I walk a straight path Not many can say that I'd like to play fast Cross me and there's payback You better pray that I don't see your face at Any place that I go I know you hate that I've been doing fine I'm not wasting any more time I live for the fight and the climb I think that the pain that's deep inside is what defines So I won't give up, I'm gonna make it to the top I don't care what's in my way, I swear I'm never gonna stop I could fall flat on my face and I swear I won't get back up Cause I don't deserve a thing and the road ahead is tough They'll try to kick you while you're down They wanna rise up while you drown they wanna fill your head with doubt They're silently scared that you'll figure it out I'll make it look like I'm losing Won't bother hiding my bruises And when they finally think you're wounded Then it's your chance to be ruthless Side of misery, there's a world we 
strife we share will take us there to relief and sovereignty. Oh, my God, we'll have our home again. My God, we'll have our home. My blood or sweat will get there yet. My God, we'll have our home. In our own towns, we're foreigners now. Our names are spat and cursed. Smack of another attack, not the last and not the worst. Oh, my fathers, they look down on me. I wonder what they feel to see their noble sons driven down beneath a coward's heel. Oh, my God, we'll have our home again. My God, we'll. They strain to see I struggle forth to find a friend To light the way for me Oh, brothers, can you hear my voice Or am I all alone? If there's no fire to guide my way Then I will start my own Oh, my God, will Texas Mall shooter update, domestic terrorism probed as possible motive. We'll get into it. It's despicable as always. Conservatives did not beat Bud Light. There's a lot there to unpack. I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. Go free lesson of the day segment. CCD, confront, challenge, dispel. You're going to have to do a lot of that these days. From the glossary, counter-asserting again. Got to do a lot of that these days. And what's really going on since the anti-white terrorist attack, hush crime. We'll be talking about that as an MC, meme curative, that you can use in your life, your comments, calls, and questions. I am flipping excited today, folks. But then there's this. A guy sitting at home, when he hears a knock at the door, he opens the door and there's no one there. He suspects it's kids messing with him and that angers him. So he picks up a snail he saw on the porch and throws it across the lawn. Nearly a year later, there's another knock at the door. He opens it and sees no one there. But just as he is about to close the door, a snail shouts out from the threshold, Hey, what the hell was that for?
and a good Sunday evening, Monday morning to everyone out there who is going free, who's taking on the world, who's having the successes as we are having here. It is 5 p.m. in the once great state of Virginia outside of Mordor on the Potomac, 7 in Sydney, 10 in London, where they have a new king, anti-white as he is, and midnight in Moscow. Great to see everybody over there at Odyssey. Great to see everybody over there at DLive. You may financially gift over the course of this gathering. If that's where you are and you want to stay Odyssey, you could do so with cash or cryptocurrency. On DLive, you could do so with their cryptocurrency. I'll be watching. Everybody who's financial gifts with their comments or statements has them read or questions, whatever it might be. You can also head on over to Entropy, which is up and running perfectly right now. And uh, you may head on over there to the question widget to make a comment or ask a question. It won't disappear from there unless you or I delete it. Or you can financially gift there. Please do so if that fits your druthers. You may also head on over to Cash App. And we're going to get started right away by celebrating on Cash App. Because First Last was already over there. $5 financial gift from the great First Last. And he says for vicious individualist. Vicious individualist. God bless you, brother. Way to get Way to get the gathering, the Sunday gathering, rolling today as gloriously as it can be, as is always the case. We are at the beginning of the month, and we're going to head on over really quickly, and we're going to pull open those tabs that tell us who financially gifts on a monthly basis, and we're going to celebrate those individuals as we are all here today. We are going to say their names. We are going to say who they are, and we're going to give them salutes we are going to give them uh, 07s. We are going to give them 007s. We are going to uh, give them raucous emojis because that's what we do here in service to white well-being. We celebrate those who are doing for the well-being of our people. And we're going to begin, as we always do, with the all-stars of the honors roll call. And that begins with the number one at the beginning. Get them out. 007s, raucous emojis. Make it wild. Throw some gems. Throw some gems and drop some crowns, ladies and gentlemen. We begin with the number one, Promethean Healing. And then continuing with the rest of the All-Stars, we have Final Blossom. And we have Joseph, who is over there as well. And we have also No White Guilt Clips, as if this gentleman can't do enough in service to white well-being in the All-Stars of the Honors Roll Call and rounding out the bottom of the All-Stars in the Honors Roll Call is uh, the one and only Mother of Victory. God bless you for that. Now, for the rest of the Honors Roll Call, keep the 07s, raucous emojis, applauding hands, swashbuckling flags, swords and shields going, ladies and gentlemen. 95s, throw them in there. 95s, the numbers that matter. Promethean Reckoning is there. Tamara is there. Starshine Girl is there. User 15 double B. User 5E44 is over there. Maverick is there. Zanzak is there. Mr. Walker is there. Greg is there. GDA is there. All Star is over there. Ben is there. Winget is there. Save Western Civilization now in the list. King Petrus is on the list. Brad C, the great Brad C is on the list, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Cat, Michigan Wave, both are on the list. We have uh, Wayne is also on the list as W. Maximilian. And uh, also William Anders and uh, 
Paul, all rounding out the honors roll call, ladies and gentlemen, 0700795, throwing it out there for those who on a monthly basis without giving a thought to it whatsoever. They know their heart is there. They know their energy is there. They know what they want to see happening in the world. They financially give. You can too by looking down into the description below and finding, accessing those platforms that you can use to financially gift on a monthly basis without even thinking about it. And then these people, many of these people, we got to give them extra 007s because not only do they do this without even thinking about it on a monthly basis, but they also financially gift over the course of the month. And then double 007s for those who are not only financially gifting in both of those places or one of those places, but who are giving their time, their genius, their talents, their glory, their drive for glory to white well-being in the only place that it works, despite the slings and arrows that are hurled against us by those who are claimed to be friends and those who are obviously foes. And we even have Statue Jason cheering for you here today. Statue Jason cheers for you. Yes, I have my own statue. God bless every single one of you. Let's get into the swashbuckling, shall we? Let's get into the swashbuckling. It's totally epic, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to begin with 20,000 subs, followers over there on Twitter. I finally hit it. Against the headwinds of censorship, against the headwinds of folks, we were having serious, serious shadow banning over there on Twitter. Ban uh, on Twitter, we talked about it. The shadow banning magically talked about it on Twitter and elsewhere. Shadow banning magically led up and suddenly populated all the way up to twenty thousand. We'll see how long it goes over there at Twitter. Twenty thousand. I want to give a big thank you to the great slots, who's always thinking about other people. He's always worried about other people. He always wants to put other people up on his shoulders. That's the kind of man. That's a man of the West. That's the kind of man we need to be. And he was the first. I didn't even know. He tweeted that I had hit 20,000. So give it up for the great, the one and only in-house philosopher, Slaws. God bless you, brother. 20K. They weren't going to let us do it. They weren't going to let us do it, folks. It was never going to happen. Remember, they stopped us at 9,000, and then they took away like 3,500, and then we slowly climbed. We kept climbing even during the shadow banning when it was still owned by radical anti-whites, and then this Musk character comes in, and he frees things up for a bit, and then the shadow banning returns, and we're still pushing. We're not what people are. We're not the drug that people want. We're the remedy that they need, and that's a lot harder to sell, ladies and gentlemen, but we're selling it, and we're going to keep pushing it by God. Give it up. Everybody, every single one of you, for a man who continues to just rock in so many various ways. There it is, wallpapering the great state of Virginia. You know who he is, Franklin. Say his name. Say his name. Say it loud. Say, shout it out your windows. If you're driving down the car road, shout out the car window that you are saluting, Franklin. This is how you change the world, ladies and gentlemen. When they say that nothing's happening, IRL, you can always count on Franklin to make them eat their words and other parts of themselves that they would be loath to eat. God bless the great Franklin. 007s to the champ. They're showing up everywhere, folks. Are you doing it in your area? Get some photographs. We'll celebrate you. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it loud. Totally epic. Hey, another thing we got to celebrate swashbuckling before we get into our first story of the day. Just another moment. Of course, that fourth story is going to be this uh, terroristic 
anti-white terroristic shooting in Texas. Is that what it is? I don't know. We're going to find out here in just a moment. But we have a new form of roll-in, and we've just introduced it. We just rolled it in. We just rolled out the new roll-in. Rolling shorts, ladies and gentlemen. I love the way it sounds. Rolling shorts. And that's where I come on. I give you roughly 10 minutes of content on different subjects, and then I just roll out to be seen again at some other time. Now, this doesn't mean that regular roll-ins are going to disappear, or it doesn't mean that anything's going to happen to the Sunday gatherings, but it does mean this is another way to introduce. So, folks, it's an opportunity, especially if you've been one of the people that have complained at any point at how much stamina I have, which is a very odd thing to complain about, my friends, a very odd thing to complain about indeed. But you've complained about some of you, how much stamina Jason has. He just keeps going and going and going and going. And it's an hour and a half and it's two and a half hours later and he's going and it's three and a half hours later. And by God, it, even when he wants to do it, it's eight hours, it's 10 hours later. And he's still saying we don't have enough time, doesn't want to finish. Have you had enough yet? Then he's done, ladies and gentlemen. If you're one of those people, you better be sharing every single one of these roll-in shorts everywhere you go, every day, every family member, everybody you were scared of. Share these damn things because the criticism of, well, these other things, are just they're just too long and I just can't share them. Well, now you've got no excuse. I better see you folks sharing the, the most the, and the widest and the furthest of anybody of all. I want to see new champions out there. We're going to be honoring some champions right now over there on Twitter. Now, I don't get to see everybody who is everybody who's out there on Twitter, on Gab, on Facebook, wherever you are. If you're doing stuff and I don't get to see you or other people in our different teams don't get to see you and or they don't communicate it to me and everybody who is in these teams, I would like you to communicate to me when people are really rocking and making it happen. But I've seen a few, and I want to just name some. The unbelievable Thunder from Down Under. Get them out. 07s for Lunder. Down Under kicking ass on Twitter. I mean, totally kicking ass. Loving it. You know who else kicking ass over there? Dandy Westman. I mean, even not only out there rocking it, making it happen, sharing memes, etc., making it happen, but also... Uh, the things that uh, uh, Dan D. Westman is writing, absolutely showing a great knowledge of going free, putting people in their place. Also over there doing the same thing. Western kind art, gloriously kicking ass over there. And uh, to add to that, two more, at least for today, so that we can keep rolling. Nocturnia and Northern Dawn, rocking it. Sharing the memes. Who's making the memes? Let's celebrate the meme makers, please. Tell me who's making the memes. Give their names up in the live chat, their screen names, and let's give them some 07s, 95s for these champions. Throw them on our shoulders. Nocter Nocturnia and Northern Dawn, totally obliterating uh, and doing wonderful things over there on Twitter. And now, folks, if you uh, thought you had seen it all, you have not. Because we are going to share right now. I mentioned it last week. We're going to mention it again, but this time with the video. John Malt, ladies and gentlemen, from schoolofthewest.world. This is Brand Dangerous Team. I feel like this is like another like division rolling in and just rocking the white well-being. IRL, making it have actually changing minds, actually influencing, actually making people think about the things that are being said. 
John Maul lives in a town that is nearly 100% white. And they decided that some artist, some so-called artist, was going to have his works placed all over this town. What just so happens that so many of these works of art are non-white people. And isn't it curious? Because you don't go to Harlem to see statues of white people popping up currently. You don't, you don't go to these places. You don't go into uh, non-white countries, not just non-white areas, but non-white countries, and see statues of white children propping up everywhere. So what's the question from our point of view? When you see the non-white children popping up, we love non-white children too. We want them to have wonderful memories and wonderful lives and grow up to be successful, et cetera. What's, from our perspective, what's happening here? White erasure. It's a message of love. It's a message of redemption. And it is a message that the great John Maul carried to the authorities in the county in which he lives. Check it out. Okay, so that I just got to jump in really quickly. I, I edited some parts of this to make it to make it shorter, and you'll see where the edits are. But the first thing is they're like, "Oh, it's 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 not uh, it's not. Don't worry. It's a we're just gonna and then we'll put a new one up. Then we'll put a new uh, non-white. Uh, well, this next it'll be a, like a, a statues of of Indian families coming into this hundred uh, percent white town almost. Why was it not a white child? I love it. I love that, John Maul, working over there at School of the West. Why was it not a white child? What's the problem with that? What do you got against white kids? Can anyone say? Um, it was chosen from a submission by Seward Johnson. Okay. That's, I don't know who that is. That's... Well, he's dead now, but he's a quote-unquote famous sculptor. Oh, so he's a quote-unquote famous sculptor. Yeah. And now that now she's trying to walk away from it, like, well, well, other statues are bronze. So don't don't you shouldn't worry about this. There's just no white people. There's no white people. This is your future. Remember the white statues. We put nooses around and we drag through the streets. Remember that? Celebrate John Malt. shared with him white erasure now they this is how you this is how you win folks 100 percent. this is how you win every one of those people feel the feel this victory every one of those people is going to be able to are going to be able to repeat the words that john malt is using and the concern that john malt has Love it. Become sensitive to the white erasure. I'm seeing it everywhere. Now what's going to happen with those people? They're going to start seeing the white erasure everywhere. When they make the decision about the statues that go up, they're going to say, are we going to be angering the white population of this almost 100% white town 
by not reflecting them in the works of art that we post in the town. And that will all be because of John Malt. That is the way to put it. God bless him. Is this a, are you in, intentionally trying to insult us? Are you intentionally trying to degrade us? I don't know what to think of it, but you explained that if it'll be gone in 11 months, I guess, then, okay, I want to be on the record saying this, uh, wondering why there was no white child in a town that's 94% white. All right. That was it. That's all I really wanted to say. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Celebrate John Moore, ladies and gentlemen. 10 seconds. We'll be right back. Oh, my God. How absolutely awesome. John Malt. You totally get a, a, a big salute. Folks, it is that simple when you go to speak in public, when whether it's at something like the, talking to the county authorities or whether you are talking to family members, you're talking to people on the bus, you're talking to people on the train, on the plane, whatever it might be. It's that simple. It is he had the moral high ground at every moment of that conversation. Any attempt to uh, to try to pull him out of the moral high ground could be seen. He could take as an affront like, how dare you? This is I'm talking about this snubbing of the white population here. Why? And he could go into talking about how this is happening all across the West, sensitive to it. Why does it have to happen in our hometown as well? And forcing them, these county members, to defend white erasure. So you're defending white erasure now? You're defending it? You, you think it's a good thing to white erase the children from this town? That's how it's done. You know how it that's how we are succeeding. That's how we are winning. You know what doesn't work and hasn't been working for generations? Going in there and talking about uh, like these Jaysbergs showing up. And they're like, well, don't you know all these uh, jaywalkers are behind this? You know what they would do? would say, oh, thank you for giving. We're going to have the, you could talk to the officer right now. And uh, he's going to take a look at your driver's license. And we're going to take down some information. Thank you very much. You can leave now. Or you go in there and you're like, you know, this is the new world order. That's what this is. This NW. And, and let me tell you about where they're centered on planet Earth and from where they extend their authority. And they probably endorsed this artist. He went to the school of thus and such. And what all that. None of that has ever served white well-being one iota, not one iota. God bless John Maul. How is everybody doing today? Let me see how everybody's doing. All right, it appears that entropy is up and working, making sure of that. Great to see cool Papa J Magic is here. Edwin is here. Who's ready to talk about this news item? Let me go ahead and pull it up on the screen. And we will make me bigger, it's smaller. Texas mall shooting updates. Domestic terrorism probed as possible motive. Now, when they when anti-white news entertainment regime talks about domestic terrorism, what is your immediate thought? Because domestic terrorism 
is a MP. It's a meme pathogen. So you had an immediate thought, no matter how, no matter how in love with the white race you are, or maybe you're one of those Jay Spurgs, no matter how much you hate uh, the Jay Walkers, there was an immediate thought when I just said domestic terrorist. We explain to you why that is every every day in our Going Free Clubs, which you should become a member of. Look in the description below. Hey, let's tout the Going Free Clubs a little bit more. Let's let's get more Going Free Clubs going. Every day we're talking about this kind of thing. We're telling you how it happens. We're telling you why it happens. There are other people who talk on media and, and they get interviewed. I, I find it absolutely astonishing Totally astonishing that anybody else has talked to about the anti-white media as an expert on the anti-white media, aside from us. Who else has, who else knows? Who else? No one. Everybody has these rudimentary understanding. We are the people you should be speaking with. What did you immediately think of? If you're honest with yourself, you'll say a white person. That, my friends, is the psychological warfare that is waged against us. And going free is the method that is the psychological defense against that psychological warfare. We have never had that. That's why everything else fails. And that's why we win. Cool Baba J Magic Franklin is here. Guys is here. Promethean promulgation. How are you doing, brother? Simon JJ is here. The great brand danger. One of the... One of the commanders over there, John Malt, Brand Danger, they're just running things. They're not only saving our folk, especially our young ones, with the education that they need. And folks, come on, check out schoolofthewest.world. We're going to have Brandt on. Uh, we'll have him tell. Uh, not today. We hadn't scheduled it. But we're going to have give a, give an update. Support schoolofthewest.world. You, you say you don't have children? I don't care. Support schoolofthewest.world. Support the good work that they're doing. Share that everywhere you know it's you, you have to realize that we have to be the noise here for ourselves no one else in the white sympathetic sphere who purports to be in service to the for the well-being or to the well-being of western kind talks about anything i mean just just any of our victories none of it why is that because they are afraid of the jaysbergs that's why so even even the the, the great even the great eminent reigns album should have been should be talked about everywhere just just coming out and we'll we'll mention that again uh over the course of this gathering and uh nothing so you've got to be the noise how could the largest of its kind on planet earth school of the west dot world not be getting interviewed or interview requests from the entire white sympathetic sphere it boggles the mind rory herbert is here jins is here great to see you dr igor we love you great to see you brother Marlene is here. Wonderful to see you, sister. There's white student transmission. I haven't seen you in a while, brother. Good to see you. We'll have you on soon to talk about your book because I've read it. Westman Media is here. Great to see you. Mentioned Gaz Northwest. David is here. David is so brilliant. He said, Jason is an absolute legend. So radically true, my friend. Tomb of Arminius. Wonderful to see you. Can you believe this? Can you believe John Malt? This is the kind of thing, you know, over there at some other 
uh, at some other platform, some other content creator, somebody can go in and they, and they can say somebody even not connected to that guy can go in at, at some like community or, or college Q&A and say, hey, uh, is, is it really uh, is it really good that people are supporting and that so much money of this country and they support all this money going to Israel? And then all of these losers cheer their heads off. All of these losers, all of this scum cheers at who cares? Who ca ultimately we wouldn't be financing any of that garbage. We keep it all right here. But the reality is we got to end the victimization of Western kind. They go over there and say, hey, uh, these people can really dance well. Just just Google dancing Israelis or whatever it is. And then they're like, oh, it's so based. They didn't do shit for us. Not shit for white people. John Malt went in there. Share that clip, folks. Share that far and wide. I, I'll post it again maybe on my Twitter. We'll be celebrating. John Malt will throw in there. School of the West Dot World. Let's make it big, all right? Let's make it really big. Because that's actual adults have come to the scene. You know what's been happening until until now, until we showed up. It's been it's been fifth graders, uh, the bad ones too, the learning disabled bad fifth graders who just been having like a food fight, and that has been their resistance to anti-whiteism. Well, the adults have come in the room. The adults have entered the room. Edwin is here. Graybeard, great to see you. For no, ladies and gentlemen. The epic for null is with us. Ivan is here. Elaine is here. Great to see you, sister. Kingdom of Vinland. Who else do we have here? Roger, Tex, Azamuth Clark, and Hay is here. Great to see you both. Tag me, folks, as nowhitegilt.org while we're talking about this. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to get your views on what's going on in Texas and what they're going to do. I did one of my rolling shorts. And by the way, we'll talk about in the regular announcements, the rolling, uh, the rolling shorts and what you think and any advice or tips you may have. Let's go ahead and get into this right now. Texas mall shooting updates. Domestic terrorism probed as possible motive. Of course. Nice people, including, does it? Nine, Beth, I said I'm not going to put on my glasses. I don't care. Nine people, including the shooter, were killed in the attack. Uh, well, good. We're really glad. We're definitely glad this uh, scumbag. So in case you didn't know what happened. A yesterday, a Hispanic, what appears to be subject to the the news, subject to the regime telling us differently. Uh, subject to uh, YouTube telling us differently, it appears to be, in the opinion of many, a Hispanic male, uh, sort of obese, kind of overweight, who is the terrorist there. And he showed up at this well-to-do mall right outside of Dallas in, the, in Texas, if you were uncertain about where that was. And I wouldn't be surprised anymore with the, with the state of education Children, children know like every one of the 932 genders and counting, but simple things like that, they don't know. Can't find United States on the globe. They don't know. But that's a, just a minor digression. 
So he shows up at this well-to-do mall where the population is uh, likely to be far more white in this well-to-do area outside of Dallas. And he shows up there. He gets out of his vehicle, which was a nice vehicle. How did he afford a nice vehicle? Like, what was he? They're saying now that he was a uh, he was a uh, security guard somewhere. He shows up in a nice vehicle. And I wonder, we, we have to a- ask the question, where was the white guy that should have had that job? Because we all know that the, the company, the odds are in anti-white America. And you can roll on this every time. Roll the dice on this every time. You're going to be right 999 times out of 1,000. Has a diversity program, which means that white people are being excluded from work so that they can hire non-whites. When they when an anti-white says diversity, they mean no white people. Put that into your head. Don't, don't take the conservative content creator route for all those good conservatives who are listening who will say, oh, but, but they don't have diversity of thought. <laughs> I've cornered them there. I got them. Golly, Wally, I got them. Did you see me get them? I said they don't have di- they want diversity, but they don't have diversity of thought. I mean, it's just like year after year, these friggin' losers. Year after year, they're preaching to these people. And we're gonna be talking about how these conservative content creators, golly, continuing to uh, claim victories over things that they have no victory over. And really, with the Bud Light issue, we'll be getting to that in a bit, revealing. The, the total paucity, the total dearth of meaning inside the conservative movement, if you could even call it a movement. So st- stick around. There, there's something, there are some, a, a few points there that you're going to want to know and you want to share. But so what happened to the white guy that was supposed to be in that job? This guy, in all likelihood, got the job because he was non-white. And then he was paid the dollars that bought then the really nice car and that bought all of that, all those firearms that he went and blew a bunch of people away with. As a psychotic murderer, a terroristic attack. That's what happened. A police officer was on duty. And I would like to go to the live chat and see, does anybody know the police officer, the race of the police officer that shot him to death? Because there was a police officer on duty he heard the shooting, he ran toward it, and he was able to shoot the terrorist dead in the midst of his, his murder spree. Does anybody know the race of that police officer? Because I haven't seen it. Uh, and then, of course, the law enforcement and emergency came in essentially just to collect the, the bodies. Nine people died and seven others were injured on Saturday after a gunman opened fire at an outdoor mall north of Dallas, Texas, officials said. The alleged gunman who died after a confrontation with police was among the seven people who were killed at the Allen Premium Outlets, the scene of the shooting. Allen Police Department officials said nine additional people were transferred to hospitals where two More later died. Officials said the hospitalized victims age range from 5 to 61 
years old, authorities said. And there were children killed, murdered by this uh, monstrous son of a bitch. Multiple law enforcement agencies responded at about 3.30 p.m. on Saturday to the outlet in the Dallas suburb where an active shooter incident had been reported. This is a tragedy. Quote, this is a tragedy. People will be looking for answers, close quote. Allen Police Chief Brian Harvey said during a press briefing, quote, we're sorry that those families are experiencing that loss. Let me see if anybody answered my question here about does anybody know the race of the police officer that shot him dead? It's a pertinent question. Great to see fit and healthy at any age. Promethean Kitchen is with us. Yes, the Unifier is here. Great to see you. Edwin, hello to you. Promethean Kitchen, I am currently reading uh, your audiobook of Going Free, and it is really good so far. I'm on the part of the vagues, I guess is what he probably uh, was going to be finishing writing there. That's awesome, man. Thank you for saying that. Yes, it's an audiobook now. So nobody can, all those complaints as well about, oh, well, people don't read or people can't read or what. You know how many times I've dumbed the book down? You know how many times I had to just, I had to just like swallow my pride, swallow my pride, swallow because there's a way I like to speak. I like to be very specific when I'm speaking. And they're like, no, they can't get it. They don't understand. And I said, I said, okay, I got to submit because my goal, my goal, is white well-being, love, hope, and redemption, the destruction of anti-whiteism, and therefore the good of everyone across Western civilization who lives here, of all immutable characteristics. That's my goal. That's all that matters. So even me, even my likes, even my druthers, even my desire to be as specific as possible has to go in the trash to serve that goal. How many other content creators do you know who do that? Organization leaders do you know? Who, sub, who absolutely submit themselves totally. They give up everything to reach the goal of white well-being. So that if, for God's sakes, the thing where my heart is strongest is where I formed this bond, the moment I, formed, the moment I dedicated my life to white well-being, 12 years old, junior high school, simultaneously dedicated myself to two things, freeing a Western kind of anti-whiteism so that the great spirit of the West could come through us Everywhere we are so that all that genius, all that creativity would come out of all of us and we would take our destiny back. No problem. Simultaneously, it was to protect white children from the worst child abuse the world had ever known. What I was a very what I was very close to at that age, which was being taught about how we carry this evil seed inside of us. And I saw my younger siblings having to go through that. And I formed this immediate bond with the younger generations of our people, the babies, the children coming up. That's where my fanaticism comes from. That's where my great love, that's where my great energy comes from. If you can't get in front of our babies, if you can't get in front of our children, you are defunct. You are broken. Something is wrong with you. It doesn't mean you can't be healed. Maybe some of you it does. And, you know, just, I don't know. Delete yourself by just playing video games for the rest of your life. Whatever. Crank it up, folks. Let's show. Reach out to everybody in your circles of influence. 
you're not going to get a better take anywhere else because this take is not just some novel take that you can go to work or go to your family and repeat and they'll say, oh, that's a very witty way of looking at it. No, this is an understanding how you can actually see the world and you learn this lens and then you understand everything. What more do you need to know? Actual footage from the scene, and I might get a little fired up here because there are children. I don't even, I don't know the races of the children. I've seen these horrific, they didn't even get to live their lives. I, I'm not going to get fired up. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'll probably get a little fired up. I probably will. Uh, but this is, this animalistic Bravo Sierra has to come to an end. And there's only one way to do it. And that is a moral imperative that defeats the anti-white moral imperative of today. Actual footage from the scene showed shoppers being evacuated from the stores. Okay, whatever. Uh, at least three people wounded in a mass shooting. Okay, four victims were taken to uh, Medical City uh, McKinney Trauma Center. Eight victims Killed in the attack, nine people injured. Among the injured, one transferred from one hospital to another. We are strong and caring community, and we want all of the victims and their families impacted by the tragedy. So, uh, yes, ab absolutely. Uh, positive energy prayers for these family members uh, who have lost loved ones and for those who had their lives taken by this, uh, by this absolute monster. Uh, and here you have the anti-white swinging in Joe Biden renewing his call for Congress to pass a ban on the right to self-defense. Stop saying their verbiage. If you're out there saying an assault weapons ban, you have been duped by the anti-whites. You are being chumped. You are their fool. You are their lackey. You are their idiot. Stop being their idiot. I, I'm not making you an idiot by pointing out that you are being made into an idiot by anti-whites. I'm telling you how you need to conceptualize, i.e. speak in concepts that empower us and disempower anti-whites. Call it the right to self-defense. They want to ban the right to self-defense. The tool today for defense is a firearm. In the past, it was other things. In the future, it might be other things. If they take away the tool for defense, self-defense, then you have been denied your right to self-defense. That is what President Joe Biden, that's what the anti-whites are doing. Don't just blame it on Biden either, because then you'll be duped there. They'll just, you'll be, you'll be easily tricked there when they just get rid of Biden, then your argument's gone. Yesterday, an assault in tactical gear, an assailant in tactical gear, armed with an AR-15 style assault weapon, gunned down innocent people at a shopping mall, not for the first time, such an attack is too shocking, yada, yada, yada. I'm, he can barely, corpse in chief can barely read. He can barely speak. He can barely read. He can't think on his own. Uh, American communities have suffered roughly 200 mass. If you want to get rid, you want to end mass shootings, you end anti-whiteism. Anti-whiteism has robbed us by way of white erasure of our court system, our punishment system, our laws. It has robbed us of so much of what and who we are as Westmen, men, women, and children from Western civilization, what we project onto the world, robbed us of all. You get rid 
of anti-whiteism, you won't have any more of these types of shootings 100%. It'll be over. There'll be a period of people getting acclimated, no doubt. But they'll learn fast. I want to find the part where they say, we have here Texas Governor Greg Abbott said he planned, and this is really a, a red herring. It's really a, a, an almost a non sequitur for Abbott to say that it's it's a mental health issue. Why is it? Why is it? Let's ask, let's ask Statue Jason. Statue Jason, why is it that every time we have something like this happen, we end up seeing those who are supposed to be our leaders, uh, Republican officials, conservative content creators, right? These big newspapers, webzines, et cetera. Why is it they always immediately go to, oh, it's just mental health issue. Whereas when the anti-whites can turn around, you know, it's, it's obviously, or I should say this, it's obvious in cases where the murderer terrorist is anti-white that in, inevitably these, these great content creators that patriots turn to, they say, oh, it's a mental health issue. What, what the f- is wrong with you? Why do you think that is, Statue Jason? Statue Jason knows the answer. Do you? Do you know the answer? Let me just sit there. We'll line these, we'll line these babies up. There you go. Now you got two of us saying it to you. Because they are your misleaders. They are your misrulers. They are the people who are taking your energy, your angst, your anger, your cognition about what's going on, and then vectoring it down dead end alleys as they always do. I haven't seen yet what Benny Shapiro is saying, but could somebody fill me in on what Benny Shapiro is saying? Because I wouldn't be surprised if, like Greg Abbott, he's saying, oh, this is a mental health issue. We shouldn't mention that he's out to kill white people, all the white people. That that will just cause white people to start to group together and defend themselves. <gasps> Maybe Jason's been on to something when he's been talking about our victimization and he's been hammering away. Talk about us. Love us. When you see our people victimized, getting jumped, immediate thought is, how are they? Are they okay? Just like you would think if it was your mother. Stop being a radical individualist. Always, it's a talk about redirecting your energy. Well, it's just a mental health issue. No, it's an anti-white issue, bitch. Somebody needs to get in this guy's face and grab him by the fucking lapels. Metaphorically, Texans are, are hurting today, and the people who are hurting the most, obviously, are the families of the victims. Why is he even allowed to talk? Was, was this impromptu? My God. He said he is going to Allen on Sunday to begin the process of providing of Providing hope and healing. Oh, my God. How much do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet that he's going to show up and he's going to surround himself with a bunch of non-white people? Nothing wrong with non-white people. But when you're surrounded by a bunch of non-white people, what don't you have around you? Hmm. Exactly. But I can tell there are questions and are lingering that the family want answers. The families want answers. Okay. 
No shit. Yeah, go out there and talk about mental health issues. There'll be there'll be an army. There'll be just like there there was a few summers ago. Not the summer of love, like all of the uh, retardises out there will say to you. The summer of anti-white terroristic battalion attacks on Western civilization, Westmen murdering them in the streets, raping them in the streets, running police officers over, murdering white citizens. That was anti-white terrorism, not summer of love, like they'll say on Fox. We're going to review some Fox garbage here today, too, when it comes to the uh, Bud Light stuff. There'll be this whole army of anti-white terrorists. They'll be murdering white people everywhere they go. And the police won't be able to do anything about it. And guaranteed conservative content creators are going to come to you and they're going to say, this is a mental health issue. Those people should be hospitalized for their mental health problems. Authorities work to determine motive for the outlet mall shooting. Now, here we are a day later. We know from experience that if this person had been anti-Hispanic, anti-Black, anti-Jewish, it would be everywhere. We know that already. We know from experience. Stop seeing each of these events like you're just new to the world. I know the people here understand. I know you. I can see. I know you get it. I know you get it. So you all know that I'm speaking to those who are starting to get it or who don't get it at all, right? We know here, don't encounter each one of these events as if something new. If this if this were an individual who's anti-Black, anti-Jewish, anti-Hispanic, anti-Arab, whatever, they would have his Facebook, his MySpace even, his Twitter, his they would have it all laid out. It would be in all the newspapers this morning. It would be on all the TV programs. And they would be talking about how evil the white race is. And they would do this, as you remember, with the Hispanic guy on the East Coast, where they said he was white. Remember that? They said he was white. And then they took the pictures of him and they lightened his, his pictures. And then they tried to say in their defense, oh, well, Hispanics uh, can identify as white. You are not white if you are Hispanic and not white. If there's white Hispanic people, that's they look like white people. The people that you go, this is how the anti-whites try to to bring the crime stats a little closer. They say, we'll just take all of Hispanic people and we'll call them white when they commit crimes. But when they are victimized, they're Hispanics. How do you like that? Anti-white motivation there, plain and simple. So they would gladly take this guy and turn him into a white guy if they could by any hook and crook as the saying goes. They would turn this into a white guy. It would be everywhere. But where is his social media? Does anybody know? Has anybody had? I mean, I've been busy, so I don't know. Is it out there? Have they found his social media? Does he have a manifesto somewhere? I mean, like the manifesto that's not being shared by the he, she that went into the school to murder a bunch of white people and ended up uh, killing one non-white person in the process as well, a Christian school. 
What happened there? When are they going to show us that manifesto? Once they've totally redacted it, once they've completely rewritten it so that it's not such an affront to the anti-white narrative. Folks, the morality of the day is what rules. Just take a brief look at history. Take a brief look at history. Throughout history, it has been the morality, the dominant morality of the day to the detriment of the population, to the detriment of the strength and power of the country vis-a-vis -vis the other countries around them, threats even to them. It never mattered. It was always the dominant ideology. This is how the human animal works. We are the only people apparently who can see that. It's always the dominant morality. It's not money like conservatives would have you think, and we're going to be talking about that sh shortly. It's the dominant morality that always has to be served. Of course, they would fake, redact, delete, rewrite, anything they had to. So they wouldn't incur the opprobrium and the uh, dismissals from your work or the promotions that never happened for the rest of your career, no matter how much you deserved it, everything else. Every other way that you have to pay for being an affront to the dominant morality. And the dominant morality across the West is anti-white morality. That's the moral imperative. Your morality, your Christian morality or whatever it is, is totally irrelevant. It was defeated. You cannot understand the world by trying to piece together like a puzzle different moralities. That's not how it works. Can't you see there's a pressure from people who control too much power that and, it, and their morality, their ideology is anti-whiteism and it's the anti-white moral imperative. Ash is with us. Jareth is here. Acadia is here. Share, share, share the URL while we share here the only truths that matter. Remember, doom documenting is death. Doom dissecting is death. Doom divinating is death. If you do not look at these things, understand them for how and why they actually happen, and then use them only as a catalyst to introduce five key concepts and other concepts from the go-free method. The shooter, now get this, this is where the this is where news entertainment media, the government is going with this. The shooter wore patches of stickers on his clothing that raised suspicion that he may have gravitated. He may, Listen to all of the qualifiers in this sentence. What a crock of fucking shit this is. Do you know how this works? The way this works is they are going to insert this thought into people's heads and then just not revisit it. So people will then go through the life and say, Was, wasn't he some kind of right-wing terrorist? Domestic terrorism makes me immediately think white guys. And then they said he had these patches. So wasn't he some kind of, and then you'll be there trying to do what? Historical revisionism. What do we know about historical revisionism? It sucks. It ruins your life. It doesn't bring anybody new to white well-being. All it does is it gives people who already have uh, these sentiments or, or, or a portion of the constellation of these sentiments something to talk about. So already nothing 
found about this guy. No, uh, no verbiage from Facebooks or anything like this, social media. No documents about why he did this or letter or whatever. I mean, maybe he couldn't even write for all we know. <laughs> nothing. No manifesto. Nothing. So that immediately makes you think, oh, they have found something that demonstrates that he's anti-white. And when something's anti-white, it is running at odds against the grain of the anti-white narrative. That's why we're going to be talking about hush crime today. And that is the concept you're going to use everywhere you go to talk about this. It's a hush crime. As soon as this disappears, it's a hush crime. Then you'll be able to explain what is a hush crime to the person who doesn't know. And whether they ask for it or not, explain it to them. So now they want to break out the red herring. Now they want to break out the red herring and say the shooter wore patches or stickers. Well, which is it? So there's another a qualifier right at the beginning of the sentence. I saw pictures, video of this villainous piece of shit lying dead as he should be. Lying dead as he should be. And uh, I, did, I didn't see, there weren't, there weren't patches and stickers leaping out at me, which is not to say that they weren't there. But this writer doesn't even know, were they, was he, did he have stickers on his clothing? Patches or stickers on his clothing that raised suspicion. This is, this is anti-white writers from start to finish. Raised suspicion. He may have gravitated toward, not he may have been a white supremacist, anti-white slur. No, not even he may have been a neo-Nazi. He may have been a racist against non-white people, which of course is what that concept means. Not even that, that he may, he just may, he may um, kind of gravitate, kind of like drawn slightly. He may have turned gingerly in the direction he may have toward right-wing extremism. The sources said, who are the sources? Oh, they're not going to name them because they're fucking liars. That's why. It's just like when I did my roll-in short yesterday, I had just seen a live interview of two young men. And the moment that the one young man with the other one confirming said that he was non-white, the audio, a tenth of a second went crazy and to me there's there ain't no coincidence when that happens to me that says that the whatever second delay they had was not long enough for the person who was tasked with preventing that information from going out to the viewers so the audio just like made a, a crazy noise just for some strange reason for some strange reason as soon as he said he was hispanic the audio went crazy I'm sure that was just a coincidence. The sources said, though they added, no motive has yet been established, means they already have one. So then the, 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 we will go 
we'll just leave this up on the screen and we'll see if anybody has chimed in yet. But I will tell you what else I know of what took place and then what is being discussed. And the the silence in the news and entertainment media is deafening on this. If it's true or not. If it's true or not. But I want to tell you before we do that, that immediately when something like this happens. Your immediate thought should be your first thought should be because you care about Western kind. You care about our victimization. You care about the white erasure taking place. So you're and everywhere we go, every day of our lives, we look around. When we look back, we can look at an entire lifetime of us being victimized in countless ways. While the entire time the news and entertainment media is saying it's the reverse. So hardcore gaslighting to make you go insane. And you can predict the victimization tomorrow. So since you have endless victimization of Western kind, and since you care about us, your first thought should immediately be understanding the anti-white narrative that's taking place and understanding what's motivating people that, number one, anti-whiteism caused this. How did it cause it? That's what you should immediately think. Don't give me this conservative content creator bullshit that you approach each one of these every time brand new. You are a clean slate, tabla rosa. You are a clean slate and you have no prejudices. Yeah, because what happens then is that you are steamrolled by anti-whites who already have a script written about how this is the uh, white race or caused by white people. If they can't say it's, if they can't say it's a white Nazi then they'll say it's a crazy uh, white person that just hates non-white people. And if they can't say that, if it's a non-white person, they'll say he was driven to doing it or she was driven to do it by the white race. They already have a script. And this whole bullshit of you're going to play by rules that you set in Western civilization and you're not going to lower themselves or lower yourself to playing by the broken rules that they're willing to play at is losing all over the course of generations and generations. If you don't dump that, it's really a test showing that you not, you're not going to make it through the bottleneck genetically that we're going to go through, and you shouldn't. If you're playing a game, American football, and the opposition keeps running out of bounds and more than four downs every time, and they just hold onto the ball, and they pass numerous times, and nothing legal whatsoever, and they keep reaching the end zone, and the score, now you score, look at the scoreboard, and you have zero, and they have like, 39 million points and you're like well at least uh, we played by the rules no what happens at the end of this game is that you're gone you don't get to play again you don't get to go home and say because who's your audience that's going to applaud you for playing by the rules when they're all fucking dead when they're all white erased biologically white erased in jail dead who's going to celebrate you no history book is going to be written by an anti-white that's going to matter, that's going to say, well, you know what? I, I respect that they played by the rules when we just broke all the rules and destroyed them. Nobody's going to write that, and who cares? We got to wake these people up, and we got to wake them up now. Here's what happened. First thing I want to know, this anti-white terrorist shows up at what is almost certainly going to be predominantly populated by white people outdoor mall one why was that his choice 
Was it because he's an anti-white terrorist? Was that his motivation? That's an interesting target. How far did he have to drive from home? Is the media talking about that? How many other targets did he drive by? How many other places could he have stopped? Well, if they're not talking about it, then that's probably because he could have driven by a bunch of heavily non-white populated places, maybe even his own neighborhood. Why didn't he open fire there? Why didn't he open up as he drove by the barrio? I mean, for God's sakes, they're in Texas. There are whole communities that are not white. Why didn't he just pull into one of them? Why did he drive by them? Not talking about that. Kind of like they didn't like to talk about when that uh, psycho went to the movie theater years back to shoot a bunch of people, drove by the movie theaters that allowed firearms. And he went to the one that prohibited firearms. They didn't want to talk about that. So it kind of makes me wonder, where did this guy come from? Here's the thing that really pisses me off. He pulls up in his nice car, gets out in the parking lot, and immediately begins murdering people. There are cars everywhere with people driving them. One actually drives right in front of him. Why didn't somebody run this motherfucker over? You have a 2,000-pound vehicle, weapon. This is far more powerful than the rounds, that little bit of lead coming out at high velocity out of that rifle. Why didn't they just run this POS into the ground? The vehicle, there's a dash cam. I guess it might be pointing out the car was driving away, pointing backwards. Although the car might have been backing out, which would make it even worse. You see this person get out of the car and you don't absolutely crush that POS? Just your insurance company company will cover it. You'll be able to start a GoFundMe and you will make millions. You will be able to buy all the cars you want. That car that was coming from his left could have cut him in half by smashing him into his own car. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is how pathetic the population has become. You have a weapon that could save the lives of people, including children. 2,000-pound weapon. That even in that distance from the car that was coming from the left could have gotten up to 35 mile an hour this fast and smashed him in half. You know what? It's kind of hard to shoot people. It's kind of hard even to shoot at you in a car. All you need to do is, is line that sucker up and duck behind the dash. Kind of hard to shoot people when your top part of your body's here and the bottom part is over there. Absolute scum, cowards. All of those people in automobiles who drove by this guy and who saw this happening, they are guilty, in my book, of allowing this to happen. You know where that wouldn't happen? You know where people in 2,000-pound weapons would not have allowed this to happen? America, when it was Western. That there would have been people, there would have been white guys behind the wheels of cars that would have competed to run this anti-white piece of shit over. They would have been, it would have been bumper cars 
trying to run this motherfucker into the ground. They would have run over him and then backed up and then run over him again, both directions. That's where this would, that's where this wouldn't have happened. So why is it you have to ask, why did everybody in cars just watch? Why did they just drive on by? Why did they just drive away? Because the norms and mores of the white race, Western civilization have been white erased. We just seen it this week. We're talking about it with the guy on the subway. Everything you learn, Penny was his name or is his name. Everything you learn in the West is that everything Western, everything white, therefore, is wrong. And it has to be inverted for it to be right, for it to be moral. Everything white is immoral in the anti-white narrative. And then when you break those rules or laws or codes, when you break this morality, you get victimized for it. So instead of just running this motherfucker over, it's not even in even in the fabric of the people anymore. They're just let me drive away from it. Let me just lives are going to be lost. Lives that haven't even been started are going to be lost when you're at the wheel of a two thousand pound weapon in Texas. Where are you, Texas boys? At where are you with your big trucks? How did this guy not get run over a hundred times? How is it the police didn't have to show up and stop people from running over and calling their friends for them to come and run this motherfucker over? The cops should have gotten there and there should have been a line of pickup trucks running him over. Unbelievable. They just watched. So he gets out, blows the whole family away. Right there walking along the sidewalk. Blows another person away. And what do they want to do? The anti-whites create an environment where you have this sick SOB. Probably shouldn't even been in the country. Probably shouldn't have had the job. If it weren't, if it weren't for anti-whiteism, probably wouldn't be here. If it weren't for anti-whiteism, probably wouldn't have that job. That means he probably wouldn't have that car. Probably wouldn't have those weapons. Probably wouldn't have those tools of self-defense. Then if it weren't for the anti-whites, people would have run him over. And now the anti-whites turn around and say, well, to fix this, we have to take away your right to self-defense, Jason. Up in Virginia, we'll take away your right to self-defense. That's That will fix this, all that we've broken. I don't think so. So then... The news is circulating that this guy shouted. Now, I don't know if this is going to end up having really happened. It's, it's being widely circulated that he said that white people must die. Whites must die. That he shouted this at, at one point. There were people very close to him, including the two guys who, who said and had tried to have their audio cut off by the channel who was interviewing them that he was Hispanic. They were very close when all this happened. There were people very close to him all the way up to the end of that bastard's life. And it's being reported that he said whites must die. I don't know if that's true or not, but this is what I do know. If he did shout that whites must die, the entire news and entertainment regime are going to say that he didn't. 
The churches will say that he didn't. The universities will say that he didn't. And then they'll follow that up in conservative circles with even if he did, it's not good to bring that up because then you lower yourself to to their level by defending where they attack you. No, it'll be totally about mental health. That's what they're going to be talking about in the conservative circles. Let me see what you all have to say about this. It, it appears to me at this moment that this is an anti-white attack, the likes of which we see in South Africa, in Rhodesia, uh, all over Western civilization, in our uh, the areas, mostly cities, that are the most white erased. And indeed, as I've argued many times before, no anti-white, white or non-white, harms a white person magnanimously. Never. It never happens. They never say, I forgive the white race for all the evil that I've been taught that they're committing in the world. They have committed. They do commit. They will commit. I forgive them for all of that as I rape the white woman. No. In every single case, anti-whites are thinking revenge. They're raping. It's revenge. They're maiming. It's revenge. They're robbing. It's revenge. They carjack. It's revenge. And they kill the child. It's revenge. In the car? In every case. And you damn well know, as is happening elsewhere and happening in the United States as well, that attacks like this have happened, are happening, and will happen again until we defeat anti-whiteism. But until that happens, until we, until our concepts are fed out into the population profoundly enough that it pushes back in enough of those conversations in the places that it matters, anti-whites are going to move, move forward in front of the cameras, in front of that lectern, and they're going to offer you, they're going to proffer more anti-white solutions to your fears, to your inability to go to a goddamn mall and not have your head blown open by some psychopathic anti-white. Yeah, I mean, and, and when this happens, I, when they come forward with this kind of stuff, you've got to talk about it from this perspective. Because if you don't, then there are going to be a lot of white people that are going to be in, increasingly will be heeding their arguments about the need to take away the right to self-defense. If you're talking about gun rights, I will personally come and slap the spit out of your mouth. You're talking about the right of self-defense. Let me see what you're saying, and we're going to get into the Bud Light story. A little bit more lighthearted here in just a minute. We'll have Statue Jason maybe participate again. Elaine Sabatino says she's back and listening on Ben Shapiro's speed. Promethean Promulgation says here, I've jumped in front of cars so many times, I consider myself a professional at getting hit. Oh my gosh. Cowards watching from a distance would come and tell at me for being so reckless. You jumped in front of a car to, to like prevent somebody from being hit? Is that what happened? 
Good on you. So yeah, you see, you see in the West, Penny, the Marine vet, sees people threatened in a subway car where they can't escape. You've got a guy who's been arrested for 40 sometimes in just a handful of years for violent for violent assaults. Videos have come out of him trying to assault people. Years back, when he was dressed up as Michael Jackson, that's that's uh that's black Michael Jackson before he turned white, which of course you can't racially change, but so he puts this guy in a headlock, which of course all the news media is calling it a choker hold. So you immediately identify that with I can't breathe, I can't breathe, back to Ferguson. So this is this is why that punishment. People see, you know, all of this. How is Penny going to be able to live his life after this? Even if somehow he escapes wrongful death, civil suits, or prosecution, etc. Even after he even if he escapes that, what's going to happen to this guy? I, he better carry the rest of his life. Zizor is here. Ashes here. Tag me if you want me to see what you're saying. Masumik, great to see you. I when was the last time I saw you here? Share this with your friends. Share it on share the URL. This is your opportunity to ask me. This is your opportunity to say, Jason, I think you're wrong here. I think you're I think you're right here. This is your opportunity. Get your friends. Sub, give it a like. Sub the channel. Sub to the channel, sub to my Twitter, sub to my Gab, sub to my Facebook, sub to my Minds, sub to my Telegram. Ulrak is here. Great to see you. Machiavellia Sucks is here. Jeep Girl is here. Great to see you, sister, and welcome. All right, just strolling through here to see if you all have any comments on this. And then if not, we'll go into the Bud Light nonsense. And we got a video to watch about that. So we'll pull that down and we will put that up. Is that the one we want to? Yeah. There we go. How many people heard of this and then got all giddy? How many folks heard of this and got all giddy? Ivan says here correctly, doom digesting is death. What's doom documenting? Are you new? That's where you just go over the news. There's a place for doom documenting. I've always, I've always said that. We got to know the bad things that are happening to us. But you cannot fall prey to that being your raison d'etre. 
where you're just going to imbibe this garbage. You're going to digest this garbage 24 seven. And then this is what happens throughout the rest of the white sympathetic sphere. The folks, they show up and then they have a competition, a bit of a competition. And they're like, oh, you've got a bad story. I've got a worse one. Oh, that's how bad we're being harmed. Oh, well, let me just tell you, I've got an even more salacious one to tell you. That's what people do all over the white sympathetic sphere. I'm sick of it. You take a piece of doom that happened to us and you use it as a fulcrum, as a catalyst to introduce the concepts uh, the, the, uh, and the dialectics that we use here that free our people. That's the only thing that it's good for. The only thing. Doom dissecting, not good for anybody who's not a, a professional researcher. And everybody thinks they're a professional researcher. They want to go and they want to they want to talk endlessly about all the different this happened, it came from there, and that was that that piece of group and that other group over there. And then there was this school of thought, and then there was shut up already. I've I've heard it a million times, hyperbole warranted, and it does nothing for white well-being. It doesn't get us any closer. It's amazing that we here can be talking about the tools of getting to white well-being, the tools of ending anti-whiteism. And you'll have people show up and they'll say, uh, uh, but but the J's, but the J's. Uh, okay, that, that doesn't do anything, get us any closer to white well-being. Uh, uh, but the J's, but the J's. Your house is on fire. Uh, but the J's, but the J's useless it's useless to you if if you can't raise a, a hand like a sovereign over a nation and say okay well then this whole thing is just deleted from existence shut the up you are wasting everybody's time and you are harming the good that we're doing as we have illustrated everywhere again and again how harmful it is doom divinating where you're predicting about how bad it will be in the future. That's almost entirely the purview of absolute charlatans who are trying to get you to give up money to them. They get you hooked on the fear that you think you need to know. You think you need to know what horrible thing is going to happen next. Because down deep, genetically, you needed to know the bad that was coming because it was bad you could avert. The, the difference now is that you can't avert the bad. You can just pay the imbecile scaring you. I mean, talk about stupidity that knows no bounds. If, if the reality is, you all realize this, the reality is, if I wanted to, if I wanted to just be lauded for my intelligence, for my erudition, for my education, and with that, focus on money and how much money I could make, you know that there are lots of other avenues in the white sympathetic sphere that I could pursue. Every, every avenue that's there, I would be number one. Every single one, and you know it. If that had been what I wanted. Instead, I had to love Western kind and want to actually put it into anti-whiteism. That's why the best come here, because that's where they are as well. Jay is here. Jareth is here. All right, I'm not seeing many thoughts uh, with tags to me. The reason I was asking about 
what the race of of the police officer that came uh, and uh, gunned this malefactor to the ground because nobody ran him over a hundred times. I, I tell you what, if I had been there, uh, by the time the cop had get, got there, he'd be like, no, stop running him over. That's what would have happened. You're ruining the ground effects on your car. I don't have any, but if I did. Dino Storm is here. Promethean Promulgation, I left clip of you playing on a demo station playing by mistake. Someone stopped to watch. I got zero com complaints. You left a clip of me on a, a, on a demo station. You mean like a public computer? Tell me the rest of that if you can. Fill me in. Finn Healthy at any age says, Jason is a badass and a hero of our people. I appreciate that, good sir. Coconut is here. Great to see you, sister. I appreciate that, good sir. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. So I'm going to jump back down to the bottom and see if there's anything. Come on, YouTube. Come on. Winged is here. Tagged you at Adi. Thank you, brother. I'll take a look over there, see what you wrote. Sam, Doom Dissecting is like using one tool out of your tool bag for every task and wondering why you can't get anything done. It's very well said. Thank you for that. Steve is here. Great to see you. Lunder is here. Says, uh, good day. I got giddy real good. <laughs> well, did you see that we were celebrating you, brother? At the beginning, Sam says 222 watching. That's three times more is the actual number. Go out and share with your friends so that we can break the uh, the shadow banning and the restriction on YouTube. Promulgation says, uh, after a child was almost hit, and luckily the driver noticed. I stopped talking the time to see if a... If a child was crossing the street, that time can make the difference. So you saved a child from being hit by a car. Wow. Big time salute to you, partner. That is fantastic. Southern Bloom is here. Great to see you, sister. Never give up your right to self-defense. It's what keeps you alive. Kind of important. Precisely. Very well said. Piers Taylor is with us. Great to see you, brother. Sam gets my attention, says, before he turned white, L-M-A-O. <laughs> Viper is here. Cool name. Zizor. Juan. All right. We're going to take off into the next story. See what you all... See what you all think of this. The conservatives, patriot types and all good people, but they're misled. They're misled by the types, uh, likes of uh, Benny Shapiro. Benny Shapiro. Benny, is it good for Israel Shapiro? Benny, is, is it good 
for the Knesset Shapiro. Supposed to be this American, this great, all this money pours in. He's able to have this network. Good for him. He's got, he's got a family. He can afford a bunch of children. Good for him. You know, fewer and fewer white guys can do that. Maybe you should give us a little bit of concern. We might draw some conclusions that you might be anti-white, Benny. We might draw some conclusions. If you keep going on about the, well, is it good for Israel bullshit. So the conservative content creators, organization leaders, and the rest, they are so giddy with Bud Light and sales diminishing as a uh, as a consequence, or I, I should say following the Mulvaney uh, sponsorship ad campaign. I wrote down a few notes for myself. This is what the this is what the conservatives like to call go woke, go broke, as they had anything at all to do with it. So. Let's see. Bud Light. This is just this is just came out yesterday, but th this article, I believe Bud Light posted a countryfied YouTube ad that showed young beer drinkers frolicking in the rain at a country music festival. I did not know about this. And it's very interesting when I wrote down my notes. This is the attempt of Bud Weiser to, to win folks back over for Bud Light. Remember, Bud Weiser is not hurting at all by Bud Light uh, having sales diminish by 25, 26%. Uh, Bud has disabled user comments amid continued backlash over its sponsorship deal with Dylan Mulvaney, which is an imaginary female. He pictures himself a female in his mind. That's that root of that word. And he believes that's what he is. That's what he feels, he says. So, and then he says, you must call him a she. So then we have to say, she, Dylan is a she. So Dylan is a she, or does, does Dylan say that he wants to be a they? I don't even know. And I'm, you see how impossible it is? Uh, just, just in the application, you've got to know every single person, transgender person out there, what their pronouns are. How could that even, not even remotely possible. Sounds a lot like anti-white France when they were like, Oh, sir and madam is no longer permitted. You have to say, hello, citizen. Thirty second ad. So we'll this is what I want to say about this. We're not going to take up a bunch of time with this. Got your comments. We got your calls. We got other things to cover. But. In the conservative mindset, first note that I had here that I just jotted down to myself immediately was that in the conservative mindset, and this is really important thing to understand, and we're going to watch this video and we're going to watch a Fox News uh, little clip about this in, in just a moment. So you can really get the feel of this anti-white light. You can get the feel that there actually is no substance to the conservative movement. Are you ready for this? This really reveals it. The conservatives talk about what matters is sales. Quote, what matters is sales. Don't give me an agenda. Close quote. Is that really what matters? Is that really what matters that there's money being made by some international company? Don't give me an agenda. No, it, I want an agenda. I want an agenda that supports 
the West that supports Westmen. I want an agenda on the can that shows a white family, a husband, a wife, and six, eight kids, all beautiful, all being inoculated against anti-whiteism. I want an agenda. What kind of mind, and so as we begin down the path of the conservative mindset and why it does nothing but lose, why it does nothing but seed ground, because there's actually nothing there. There's never been a ghost in the machine. And this will make sense as we move along. What matters is if there are sales, don't give, I just want a good product. Don't give me an agenda. Who says that? Do adherents, acolytes, champions, neophytes, does anybody in a movement say they don't want an agenda? What kind of person says they don't want an agenda? They just want sales. There they're talking about money. Why do they need Budweiser to do well financially? And on their side of that equation, a good product. What kind of person is that? What kind of person creates a saying that poisons the users? Well, we know anti-whites do. All of their concepts that are given to us to use poison us. And then all across the sphere, you see the content creators, supposed to be the alternative content creators, using their verbiage. Use their terminology. You legitimize their ideology inside your own brain. What kind of person gives the slogan, go woke, go broke? What's being said there? What is it that matters? The first part of the slogan is an identifier given them by our victimizers that they are woke. Subconsciously, we immediately know that the inverse, us, are in a coma. We're comatose. We're not awake. And it's better to be awake. Wake, wakefulness means that you are aware, that you are considerate, that you are moral, that you are concerned about the people around you. Asleep means if you're not asleep, if you're catatonic, you don't know what's going on around you. You don't care. You're benighted. You see the connotations here? You don't care about your the fellow man around you. You adopt all of that. You take that on board when you take on this term woke. And then what's the pushback? What's the big ideological pushback? <gasps> Starting to see a bit of a connection here. Go broke. Who cares if they have money or not? Why is money a concern? Why does money matter for the flesh and blood that's being victimized? Another clue that there's never been a ghost in the machine of the conservative movement. And then what does that do to, the, to your soul as a participant? When what you have clung to, what you have cleaved yourself, conflated yourself to, 
What then does that do to you and your soul? These are conservatives. The conservative content creators, the Republican leaders, have created out of a body of people who want the inverse of our victimization, who want to push back against white erasure, and this is people of all races, want to push back against white erasure. They have given them this identity, individualist consumer. That is what a conservative is. They are radical, individualist, self-serving consumers. Imagine that being your identity and thinking that you could ever win any contest with an ideology that sees moral your victimization and immoral your well-being. There's no chance in hell. You just want a better product. You're just a consumer. That's why you're always talking about, uh, just give me a good product. This is harming sales. And you, you work somewhere else. You don't even work for Budweiser. You're not making seven figures at Budweiser. But you're talking about their sales? You're talking about how it's hurting their sales and how it makes no sense? Are you kidding me? This is your conservative content creators and leaders. This is your Republican leaders. You're up there. You're so you are supposed to be defending this body of people whose flesh and blood are being mowed down by anti-white terrorists in Texas, whose flesh and blood are not getting the jobs because they've got diversity programs that can legally and morally discriminate against white people to bring more non-white non-white people in on the basis of race so that these people don't get the jobs they deserve and they've worked for totally wrecking the community of the white race generations hundreds of generations building up moral fortitude moral strength moral integrity uh, work ethic in our people totally being obliterated with these discriminatory policies and then you're going to give to them for their defense? Finance? They're not getting the, that what they really need to say to push back against all of that when they're getting raped? When they're getting ritualistically murdered by anti-whites and anti-whiteism? Who have deleted the border so the world can move here because the country isn't theirs that their forefathers built? You're going to give back to them? That they need to, to demand better sales? as consumers, and that the biggest affront is to go broke? Talk about intentional misdirection. Talk about intentionally leading people down a dead-end path. Any conversation about the economic well-being of companies or the kind of product that you get, whether it's better or worse, is horseshit. That is to re-vector you in a direction so that you don't become a people and defend yourselves. Meanwhile, the conservatives who are all saying now, oh, we've got this great victory, 25%, 26% drop in sales. Because, why? Do you all know? Because they had a, they took up this woke agenda of transgenderism. 
Wrong. Wrong. Wrong, motherfuckers, wrong. That's not why sales dropped. Oh, no. Does anybody know why sales dropped for, for Bud Light? It's not because Bud Light took up the woke agenda. Conservatives, can you believe this? Their content creators telling Republicans all crowing about, hey, look, they took up this woke agenda. Look what happens. Your bottom line was harmed. White people getting raped. White people, hundreds of generations of work ethic being totally destroyed in a generation. Hundreds of generations of work ethic. You go to work. You put your head down. You put a good day's work in. You get a day's worth of pay. All of that being destroyed for, oh, you're white, you don't get the job. Oh, you're white, you don't get the promotion. So all these young white guys, middle-aged white guys, they're out there and they're like, why should I try? What are the odds that I'm going to get rewarded for my effort, for my talents, for my ability, for paying my dues? Why should I try? Hundreds of generations of work ethic destroyed in a single generation. And they're going to come to you, these Republican leaders, and they're going to say, look, they... They implemented this wokeism, this wokeism, and now look at them. Their bottom line is hurt. I don't give a fuck about their bottom line. And it's not going to hurt this international company anyhow. And then, you know, the Republicans and the conservative leaders will turn right around and they'll say, oh, we can't have this happening to Budweiser because then... As Budweiser gets hurt, that will hurt our economy. Another bottom line there. We don't care about the money. We care about the flesh. Jesus Christ. So Budweiser, just as Jason said. Do you remember Jason said this? I'll tell you why. I'm going to take a look. If you've tagged me, if you know why Bud Light sales dipped. Tag me, and I'm going to take a look. I'll see if anybody gets it right. Maybe you all have some thoughts that I didn't think of, and you're right with those thoughts as well. What did Jason say Budweiser would do? They would just make up for the losses at, at Bud Light. In the news, CEOs saying, oh, Budweiser will provi is providing full financial support to Bud Light distributors, drivers, etc. Haven't lost a dollar. You're not going to lose a dollar. You're talking about Budweiser. How much does Budweiser own? If, if this were ideologically driven, it would be all of Budweiser uh, boycotted, just like the anti-whites do. They are ideologically driven. What do you have on the side of the conservative? Radical, individualistic, self-serving consumers. What happened with Bud Light is that an a, a aleatory act, not a group of connected ideologues that caused this, as happens with anti-whites and anti-whiteism, but a bunch of individualists self-serving individualists made decisions that enough of, of, of which, enough of these decisions accrued to a loss for Bud Light. No ideological movement whatsoever. 
Not whatsoever. Let me see what you all said, because I said I would take a look. I have a note here. Good patriotic people think they collectively instigated a victory over wokeness, when in reality it was a consequence of easily manipulated, easily manipulated. And that's why what the conservative content creators and Republicans give you is so dangerous. I continue. It was a consequence of easily manipulated, self-serving, radical, individualistic drivers. Good patriotic people think they collectively instigated a victory over wokeness, when in reality, it was a consequence of easily manipulated, self-serving, radically individualistic drivers. How easy is it to defeat this blowback? Again, not ideologically driven. How easy is it? I'll tell you in just a moment. Let me see if anybody said anything here. Happy Mood is here. Foster is here. Blue Acid is here. JK160, great to see you, brother. Uh, Janice Ridgeway, good to see you, sister. Cody is here. All right, Blue Acid has a couple of comments. Let's see. Wing and Production says, Libertarians usurped what passes for conservative, conservative now. I have no doubt that they played a role in it, but I ultimately think that those who run, those who, those who tout ideas that redirect white people and non-white people who support white people in our victimization and in the drive to defeat that which is taking away all of our rights and liberties by way of the argument, anti-white argument of, of uh, this, this, uh, retributive justice that those people who don't want it to become a, uh, a racialized defense as it is a racialized attack, they will just uh, create arguments, ulterior arguments or, or, or alternative rather arguments. And when those individuals make those arguments, other anti-whites with money will come and finance them and they end up having the webzines. They end up having the money to uh, to do advertising, massive ad campaigns, etc. So that's how that ends up happening. And so a monetary argument is obviously going to be one of the many arguments to redirect from a racialized defense against the racialized attack. But without question, I agree that uh, they are. Uh, Sam saying a social credit is more valuable uh, to big companies than profit without question. I mean, far and away, as as has always been the case throughout history. How many how many countries, how many civilizations, how many even kingdoms, how many out there made decisions that served an ideology and undermined the country? It's like, when has it not happened? I mean, it. It's only it's only ever happened when a country, when a people, when a nation, when an empire didn't have the freedom to make such a disastrous decision. How am I not? How how do we not? I mean, we 
there should be uh, folks lining up wanting to interview the folks from this community, wanting to talk to us, saying, my God, nobody has figured it out until now. Promulgation said somebody, uh, someone said somewhere where he was at, uh, posted a clip of me. So, and they said that that the person was trying to make an argument that go free uh, won't work, even though it's been working for years. And we have more testimony, thousands of testimonials now. He says he left a clip uh, playing. Uh, he said, I had a customer and someone else was watching it when I came back. The irony. Oh, so someone else was watching a clip of me. Oh, and they didn't complain. Of course they didn't. That's fantastic. Biospirit of the West is with us, ladies and gentlemen. And he says he's making chocolate chips with no white gale. Brother, if you use ingredients that I will consume for delicious chocolate chips, I will be there, my friend. I love it. Double zero double two showed up as well. All right. I am going to let's get down here because we had we had acid. Say I didn't see the number one comment. It says two of five. Blue acid says it is a legalistic term that they control and decide. Okay, so I'm going to have to find where number one is. So let me just do this really quickly. Sometimes you, YouTube messes with me like y'all wouldn't believe. I mean, it's just insane. We'll see. Is this going to work? All right. So I got to find the number one. Geez, where did you put the number one? Did it already scroll off? Well, maybe it scrolled off. Okay, I, I have the, it is a legalistic. Okay, so he said something about self-defense. It looks like somebody else was responding. Legalistic term that they decide the legitimacy of, I guess you mean in court. It Okay, it's part of anarcho-tyranny. Who came up with anarcho-tyranny? <laughs> Who came up with it? So just, I, I, just I, I'm not saying that that you are trying to kind of usurp the conversation, but who came up with it? Because I know somebody who would go to his dinners. Okay. Oh, Blue, a Blue Acid actually says here that we need a meme curative added to the go-free lexicon. You mean for self-defense? Getting into the weeds a little bit there. But all right, so you're actually not trying to usurp the conversation. Cool. You're just giving some uh, thoughts on the legalistic term and how then it is applied in a courtroom. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, an MC you're talking about for self-defense. To take the place. It sounds like that's what you're. Sounds like that's what you're talking about. Janice Ridgway says here. 
that gay bars in Chicago are boycotting all Budweiser products because they didn't double down on the trans thing. They'll likely take credit if any financial damage is done. Of course. Now, these are anti-white folks, these anti-white homosexual bars, uh, because your, your attraction, when your attraction is made into an identity, when especially when it's something like sexuality, that's, 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 that's like stealing your, your energy from you is what it's doing. The anti-whites, they know more than, more than food, more than water. Those th- and unless you reach, and it just doesn't happen in the West uh, to any degree, where, where you're dying of thirst or dying of starvation, sexuality is front and center as a driver. And so they steal that from you. The, the, the psychological war, warriors of the, the anti-white oligarchs know this. They steal that from you. And then they say, we're going to turn the sexuality into an, an entire identity. And th- that's all that matters for this entire group that we're going to create. And we'll make it serve as a cudgel against Western civilization, against Western norms and expectations of behavior and how ma- male, female are supposed to act and et cetera in the West. And that's what they do. And so many people have unfortunately have fallen for this and really damaged themselves by doing so. So, of course, these particular anti-whites will take credit for economic harm uh, after the fact. They'll come in and they'll say, well, they're responsible. But rest assured that the voices of other anti-whites will matter. And I'm going to tell you, you all now, exactly what happened with Bud Light. Because it was not support of transgenderism that caused the sales to dip. Has anybody else been talking about it? Does anybody know this huge revelation? Thank you, by the way, Janice, for bringing me that information. Linda's here. Great to see you, sister. We're going to have some fun tonight, folks. We're going to have some fun. We're revealing the anti-whites at all ends of the spectrum inside the anti-white narrative, which we look down upon. We're not in it. We look down and we see the artificial right-left dichotomy, and that's why it doesn't harm us. Geophis says, money is power. Money is power. And that's why, so forever in in the white sympathetic sphere, until we here defeated it. Do you remember? We were just talking about that last week. We here defeated it. It it wasn't defeated. Until, think about all of the generations that went before. And then I coined support shaming as an immoral act, a concept. Remember, concepts don't, don't do anything, except immediately we defeated this shaming content creators for not just giving everything away, shaming leaders in the white sympathetic sphere for not just giving everything away making it a litmus test that, well, if they're, make, if they're not absolutely impoverished and living in a cardboard box or in a van down by the river, that they're not legit. That has held true. And all of your favorite content creators in the white sympathetic sphere, they submitted themselves to that. I come along and I'm like, let me just knock the shit out of that. 
All right, I'm gonna go ahead and and say because I don't see any tags. Money is power, though. So when we when we I mean, imagine me as a millionaire. Just imagine me as a millionaire. I seriously try to fathom that. I have been dedicated since 12 years of age. No stopping. I have suffered this entire time as a consequence of service to white well-being. And I gloriously go into battle again and again with concepts again and again. Friends stabbing me in the back. Fernal asked me the other day, because he's such a champion of white well-being, how do you stand being stabbed in the back so many times? Imagine me as a millionaire. That's why anti-whites push the, oh, if he's not poor, then he's not legit litmus test. Pear Lady is here. Great to see you, sister. Potter's Ground is here. Okay, do y'all want to know why? I'm going to get to Fox here. Put that up on the screen. And then we're going to keep rolling with our, yeah, there we go. There's two of us, so you don't have a chance. The reason why Bud Light had a dip in sales had nothing to do with transgenderism. The reason why is because the vast majority of Bud Light drinkers are males of all races. and Putting a guy on a can who believes himself to be a woman and who on video prances around uh, like he's got little wings on his ankles, uh, prances around and goofs around like this, exposes the male drinkers to the ridicule of his peers. It has nothing to do with transgenderism. Period, full stop. No guy, white or black or Jewish or Hispanic, et cetera, for the rest of them, wants to be in a group of his buddies and have a beer that they can all then begin to ridicule. Are you prancing around? Is there, are you trying to send us a signal? Hey, Jimmy, are you trying to send us this? Are you trying to tell us something? Do you, when we're not around, Jimmy, do you dance around the backyard in women's clothing? Is that what you're doing, Jimmy? No guy wants to have to deal with that. This is unbelievable how this is not like the biggest, like written across the sky that this is the most obvious thing ever. If Budweiser had written on the can, if this anti-white woman in this six, or was it a seven-figure job? the woman who's in charge of the marketing for, for Bud Light, does somebody know? It's six figures at least. Obviously, she didn't deserve that. She got the job because she's a female and anti-white. And is she also non-white? But she's definitely there because she's female and anti-white. Six or seven figure job. If she had just written on the can, Bud Light supports the trans and gay community, 
not a single sale less would have occurred. No one would have cared at all because the same people buying Bud Light are the same people buying the other products out there that put the uh, homosexual flag on everything. They're the same people who take their children to the Disney World under the big homosexual flags and under the celebrating of the transgenderism and everything. Same guys, same gals. If they had put that on the beer, there wouldn't have been one cell less. Has nothing to do with transgenderism. It has everything to do with guys having to incur the ridicule of the behavior of the person whose face is on the can. Period. And now that I've said it, it's now going to seem, whoa, whoa, that is totally obvious that that's exactly what took place. Why are people still not buying? Could you imagine they're like at Fenway? Here is the stand at Fenway, the Bud Light stand. You know, and the guy's like tweeting or texting or whatever. He's like, God, this is boring. While they stand in there, it's full of Bud Light. Why is that? Do you think when somebody buys Bud Light from that stand, I want you to follow me on this. You think when somebody, everybody's standing in these long lines at these other beer distributors. Do you think when somebody buys the beer and then goes in to Fenway Park with the Bud Light, that the whole park is going to look at him with the opprobrium of, of witnessing someone who support, supports an ideology that these same folks will, will tolerate or even endorse at Disney World? Or when they buy Coke or Pepsi? Or when they buy Oreos? Or when they buy Cheerios? Do you really think they're going to be furious with that person because it's an ideological statement? Now you're beginning to see how your eyes go open when you listen to the great No White Guilt. Now, he would be ridiculed for being like a, uh, you know, they would, they would throw all kinds of uh, slurs at him for being silly or, or, uh, if I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of things because the ear is at the door. The ear is at the door. So I'm trying to think of things. You know what I'm saying. That's what would happen. So now knowing, now knowing. And by the way, everybody's welcome. Please, you're welcome. Spread this everywhere. The the truth. Now that you know that conservatives and Republicans didn't have a victory over wokeness. They did not have a victory over wokeness. Now that you know that conservatism and Republican ideology, patriotism, these groups are not coherent ideologies, but rather radical, self-serving, individualistic consumers who are making decisions based on what best serves them individualistically, irrespective of a greater ideology. Now that you know that, how can Bud Light defeat this? Like that. Anybody know? Any guesses? Well, for one, Bud Light need only have a promotion that halves the price. You drop the price of Bud Light to half, and radical, individual, individualistic, self-serving consumers will say, whoa, this beer is practically being given away. That's my defense 
Of course I'll drink. I don't care. It's half price. Fine. You want to call me Tinkerbell? It's half price. You're paying double what I'm paying. That's how Bud Light beats this like this. Why? Because you have a group of individualistic, self-serving consumers on this side. And all you need to do is use the incentives and disincentives of radical individuals. How much money? And they have a lot less to pay with these days as inflation goes up. You just cut the price in half. And they would begin buying it in droves. 100%. And then I thought to myself, you know what else they could do? They could also make an appeal to the dominant ideology of our day, which is anti-whiteism, right? So I thought any number of campaigns that they could use to appeal to the dominant ideology of the day. And then I actually wrote down sort of just as a joke, okay, you so you don't want to have Dylan Mulvaney, uh, you don't want to have her face on the can, not Dylan Mulvaney's face, not her face on the can. So put Rosa Parks' face on the can. The next time you have uh, that, uh, that bridge come up in uh, Selma, Alabama, or the next time any of these things sh shows up, Rosa Parks. Now, of course, I just use that colloquially shorthand as put something on the can to make an appeal. That's not what I would do, but that is a way that would easily overcome the dip in sales. I would go the financial route. I would just drop the price. Budweiser could eat any loss. First of all, would, would there be losses if you took if you halved the price? Probably not. There probably wouldn't be any loss whatsoever. It's it's jacked up that much. It's astonishing when you see how much things actually cost companies and then what they will sell it to you for. Same thing with beers, everything else. They could have that price and it would sell out. Instead of seeing, you would you would have videos from 7-Elevens that would you would have all the other beer there, but no Bud Light. That's how quickly it would change the minds of folks. But you could also go the ideological route. I write to myself, Rosa Parks, and then a couple hours later, I discover that Budweiser had just created a brand new ad. They called it this countrified ad, right? Oh, I got to go back to the other one to show it. Hold on. Let me do that. I want to show you the countrified ad. And then you'll, you'll see once again how clearly the go-free lens works and therefore can work for you. What did I say? Let me... Uh, See if I can. I'm going to mute it. Okay, it's muted. They have country music playing in the background. Countrified. Just so this is the country. This is the body of the country, right? I gave you two ways that Bud Light, that Budweiser could, could reclaim the lost sales, the dip in sales, and the opinion on Bud Light. One was drop the price to half. The other was appeal to the dominant ideology. Watch this, friends. So there she is. There's the girl running over. And look. Oh, wait. Who is this now? Three white girls with a non-white guy, a black guy. Can you see clearly with the lenses of Go Free? 
I wrote down appeal to dominant ideology, the morality of the day, hide behind that shield. And then what do they show you? Biological white erasure. Three white girls. The thing that all white girls want to do, according to Budweiser, is get with their non-white friend, their non-white guy. And then it appears that the redheaded girl is the girlfriend of the guy, of the non-white guy, probably black guy. Now, I don't know these actors. Again, this is always holds true. You know, ceteris paribus. The actors might identify as something else. Like, I don't know what this actual actor identifies as. Maybe he identifies as Hispanic or something. But to the casual observer watching entertainment and commercials on TV, this appears to be three white females and probably black, 100% non-white, uh, definitely a non-white guy. And so let's watch. Oh, they're all, look at this. They're arm in arm. The red-haired, fair-skinned white girl. The way to be happy, the way to, to be out in the rain, and you're just throwing all your worries aside. You're being cleansed of the old systems, the old structures. This is the new countrified United States. It's the white girls with the non-white guys. And then in the music's playing in the background, look at them all. They got their butt. And the radio. And then they walk, look at them all. They got their arms up in the air. This is heaven. This is heaven. These two are now pr the promotion of biological white erasure. This is exactly what I said. One or two options that Budweiser could do to reclaim the brand of Bud Light. This is how it begins. Now, the reason why I said I wouldn't go this direction, I would go the sales direction, is because this is going to take a little bit more time. Not a lot, but it'll take a little bit more time. The sales direction would fix it like that instantly. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. Look at this. Oh, this is just this is the, the mud and the rain is supposed to in and, and the and the ramshackle tents is supposed to convey to you. This is the ordinary people. This is ordinary folks. These are people just coming together. These are the real, this is the real tapestry of America. It's biologically white erasing Western kind. It's listening to country music. And country music is, is now the soundtrack of, uh, and it has been forever now, soundtrack of biological white erasure. Interesting how they use country music and country music just lauded uh, these transgender at the country music awards, singers and dancers and all of that sort of thing. So country music gone down the toilet. Absolutely down the toilet. But they did exactly one of the two options that I said would be done or needed to be done to reclaim the brand. I'll see what you all have to say. We'll take a very short break. And actually, we'll do that. We'll take a very short break. And we're going to listen to a little bit of music. I'm not going anywhere, so you don't go anywhere. And uh, we will be right back because I want to look at your comments and want to talk more about this. Give me your thoughts and I will see you in a moment. My brother says it might not happen, but he's got dreams and longs of passion. Dedicated to reclaiming our home, but passing it on to his kids is in the unknown. So much time and heart is then he left with this. Well, I would know, cause I've had it the best. 
hoping to be blessed by his goddess a kiss Take a look around, you are already rich Your Promethean dreams are reality Your Promethean queen has extreme beauty And you can't give up on all us when all that I can see Is so much hope left, there is love in the Away to wake and take her The power's in your hands for you to land and save her He pulls a boulder rumbling fast and steep A Promethean heart is all you need Your Promethean dreams are reality Your Promethean queen has extreme beauty And you can't give up on all us when all that I can see That was R.C. the Realist, our R.C., and uh, he's the only R.C. that matters. A glorious piece of music, and God bless him for making music in service to white well-being. Oh, my God, it's so amazing to be with you all here today and here, here with Statue Jason as well. <laughs> and uh, no, just know that if you mess with me, Statue Jason comes after you in your dreams, in your sleep. He haunts you. And he sets things right. You don't want that. If you thought that ghosts or phantoms or poltergeists was a bad thing, you just wait until you walk into your kitchen and your cupboard is about that far open and that head sticking out from the side disappears and then he's gone. That is terror. All right. Let's see here what we have. We, I want to go over this commercial, this Fox News commercial really quickly. So you can see the rest of what I was talking about. And uh, then I will say, I will get to all of your comments and uh, questions, your financial gifts in just a moment. So let's hop on over to Fox News. What does Fox have to say 
Let's find out, shall we? Bud Light has broken their brand, says Clay Travis. And here's another one of these faux leaders. Uh, this guy, just absolutely wretched. I've, so many times I've seen him give the most, on one end, it's, it's just like banal views or takes on events. And on the other end, it's totally poisonous to white people. But he's touted as one of those, Clay. His name is Clay, and therefore, he's one of the country folk that get it. Shut up. Play, damn it. Over the backlash from its partnership, Light could lose its status as the nation's top selling beer over the backlash from its partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. So far, Bud Light sales reportedly already plunging 26% in the wake of that deal. Outkick founder Clay Travis joins us now to react. Hey, Clay. Who is this guy, anyhow? Like, who actually is he? Why are they always interviewing him? He's lousy. If he wants to, if he wants to be, if he wants to take a step up, he can reach out to me. I will appear on his show. But these takes that he gives are lousy. Every now and again, a little bit of decent. But we're watching this together. I don't know what's said. How are you, Ainsley? I'm doing great. What do you think about that? Ashley was reporting this earlier, and she said that Modelo is. It's just creeping up there. It's on pace to take over. Well, first, I'm jealous. I hope you have a good time over in London for the coronation. <laughs> that should be really cool. I'll be watching on Saturday. Uh, but for Bud Light, I think this is an unmitigated disaster. And it is completely and totally self-inflicted. And I don't really know how they are going to climb out of this mess because people are now ridiculing others when they see them drink. Actually, he's, he's about to, people are ridiculing. It is ridicule. We'll see where he goes with that. But it's the way I explained it. It's not for transgenderism, uh, which I'm sure as a conservative leader, uh, he's going to claim. But let's just go ahead and let's go ahead and see where he said. I'm curious. Drinking Bud Light. Like if you're a guy and you're out at a bar. For a long time, people would just court sort of order Bud Light because it was a generic name brand that everybody knew. Now, many people, when they walk up to the bar or they go out to the grocery and they're buying a beer, they're thinking to themselves, I'll buy anything other than Bud Light. And yeah, yeah, but the reason is why. Why will they buy anything other than Bud Light? And I think this is a warning to all brands out there that have learned over the past 20 years yeah. or so, Where are you gonna go? there are no consequences for going super woke ah. in terms of trying to appeal to the far left wing in this country. Ah. And then Bud Light puts out this, remember it was a March Madness uh, ad. So his, exactly as I said, exactly as I said for conservative leadership, all that matters is the dollars. And then you have all these people, they'll be, they'll be driving like a Honda Accord, nothing against Honda Accords, but you get what I'm saying. They have no power whatsoever, but they'll be talking about how much it damages the bottom line of Budweiser. Who gives a shit? This is what conservatism, what Republicanism does for Western kind and all the good non-white people in the United States.
It, it gets you to stop focusing on, on us and our victimization and focus on things like whether or not a company is going to go broke. Advertisement. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And I've got a theory for you, Ainsley. I'm curious what you would say. Now let's hear the theory. Well, to me, this is also representative of most of Bud Light's brand is purchased by men. And in the trans universe, men, by and large, have not responded favorably to influencers relating to the trans audience, right? Women, it hell? seems... Uh, there are lots of men like Dylan Mulvaney who decide to identify as women that women have responded to in a favorable way, at least according to Mark. OK, so this is the what he's saying there. And this is also going to be misleading you is that. He's implying and this is this is a, you know, a profoundly midwit take. He's implying. Let me rephrase. He's stating an unspoken premise. He's making a point that that holds with it the unpoken, unspoken premise that the anti-whites are this brain. And they have decided that they were going to channel uh, the transgender agenda to men through Bud Light. Now that is crazy. That's to him. That that is this absolute two-dimensional view of things that's going on in the world, and it can be expected for folks who are midwits or even uber midwits to always come and even quite intelligent to always come to these sort of like reductionist views, and it's understandable. But you can't have that in those who are giving you the thoughts with which to process your world. Because if you are given a faulty formula to process the events, the things in your world, then you come to erroneous conclusions, erroneous deductions about how to remedy the problems in your world. Like, for example, when you continually give people a reductionist view that there is this centralized nervous system that it's all taking place or emanating from a single source, you have the erroneous notion that just removing the source fixes everything. And you see that everywhere. You see that with the Jaysbergs most fervently. You see like in the passion of their dimwittery, of their midwittery, that you could just like remove the, and you can't actually remove, but you could just remove this and then everything's better. It's so easy. Don't you understand, Jason? You must be working for them. No, you are just not capable of comprehending what's really going on in the world. And so that's what he's doing. That's not what happened. What happens is, and we don't have to actually be able to be omniscient, all knowing, knowing all things for those who don't know. We don't have to be omniscient here. We don't have to be able to say, I can see the conversations and I know, and I know as Kreskin that it didn't, it didn't happen that way. We don't have to be able to do that because we can use reason and logic. You had an anti-white who got this job in sales and promotion, et cetera, and uh, fanatical anti-white female as well, obviously. And, and you've create you have a culture of the West, everything that's white that is left is immoral that it's moral to burn it down. And she brought that attitude to that environment. 
she was able to make the decision that this guy's face was going to go on this can. Why? Because it is an affront to Western civilization. It's white erasure. That's why she did it. It's not to convince. It's not, there aren't, there isn't some dark room of people, either all of one race or different race. There isn't, and then they're sending out all of these orders all the way down to the meter maid. That's not how it works. And again, when you think that way, you can only come to erroneous conclusions. She did not make the decision. She didn't get the order from them that, and that's what Clay, that's what Clay Travis is saying, the unspoken premise. She got the orders from the dark cabal or whatever. And then, and the order says, men are not taking up transgenderism quickly enough, which of course Clay is going to say as, as a fo, uses a faux victory for conservatism so that he can continue to run in place and get money from conservatives. He, you know, he makes a, a handsome living and he keeps getting on Fox. That, that gets you millions of dollars in sales of books and, and everything else. She didn't get this order and them say, we need males to take up transgenderism. So uh, put that Dylan Mulvaney girl on the can and let's just let's just compel them to and it will trick them into adopting because it'll be on their beer and they'll be drinking it. No, first of all, the psychological warriors in service to anti-whiteism would never do something so dumb to shift the mindset of the audience, the white audience, the non-white audience. They would never do anything that clunky and awkward and broken. No, what happened was this little twat, anti-white female said, I hate Western culture. I hate white men. I hate that so much of what I am, uh, you know, her whole salary, her health insurance, eye care, auto insurance, the homes that she's buying, the vacations she's going on are paid almost entirely in dollars from white guys buying this crap, but she hates them because they're alive, because they're not anti-white enough. And so she thought, I promise you, as she sat in her seat, she said, I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to give it to them real good. I'm going to put this affront to Western civilization right in their faces. And you know, when she wrote that, when she sent that order for it to start happening, you know, the other anti-whites came into her office and they were like, ooh, girl, you did it. You did it, girl. You, they're going to be so pissed off. You know it. Nobody was saying, oh, it's going to make money. This is going to make some big bucks. You know, our sales to the moon. Nobody said that at Bud Light. Nobody. Nobody thought this was going to do Bud Light any good. Every one of them came in. They were high-fiving, low-fiving. The fact that it was an affront to Western civilization, that it was going to piss off white guys, that it was taking everything that is Western. I mean, the, the analogous to this would be a gun manufacturer that for its entire existence showed its firearm in the hands of Westmen 
being used and employed in ways that are very manly and masculine as defined by Western standards. For them to suddenly say, well, let's put the rifle into uh, Dylan Mulvaney's little girl hands on the box. They would know that it wouldn't sell shit. But they would be elated about how it would be such an affront. Imagine when they go to the gun store and they see the box for that rifle they always loved, that rifle they always bought. And now they're going to see this in your face, a you white man. That's what this was. It was a you to white men. A you to the white race. That's what this is. You have to understand it properly to be able to arrive at the proper answers. That's what we do here. Let's let Clay finish up. There are none that I can think of women who now identify as men that men have responded to. And so I think it's emblematic of Bud Light not really understanding who their consumer is and alienating. Let's be honest. Who was Bud Light going? Where did he get these clothes like this? Nothing wrong with secondhand store. There's good stuff there. But I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't even go to the secondhand store. I think he probably stripped a, a homeless man before he went on Fox. I mean, actually, look at this guy. But the whole thing, of course, is staged. He's being told uh, if he has the handlers for whoever he works for, or he's just in, in figured it out on his own, that he has to look like he's just the blue collar guy who's only got, hey, I don't know what it's supposed to look good. I just go to, you know, I just go to, I put on my car hard. I got great car hard. So don't even, I have a lot of blue collar jobs. I still got all my car hard. Don't even question that. But the blue collar guy's like, I just got my, and so what am I going to, I don't know what a good jacket looks like. I can't put on a tie. I don't even know how to tie it. That's the mentality that he think that he's appealing to. Whether the blue collar guy can dress slick, knows what looks good, etc. That's what Clay is after. I'm just like you. It's all a fucking show for dollars for him, for control of your mind. To add by advertising in this manner versus the people that they alienated. Ainsley, they used to make everybody laugh. They used to sell football. They mm-hmm. used to sell, uh, you know, partying. Uh, so that's what's good. This is the conservative argument. Just give me a good product. Make it be fun. Don't give me an agenda. They used to sell, let's be honest, humor and also pretty women, right? That was the way you got men to buy beer. And that's none of these things. So I think it's just struck a discordant tone. And if I were in charge of Bud Light right now, and they're trying to do it, I don't know if you saw, they ran a ridiculous country music ad. Try to appeal. To, oh, I guess it here it is. Uh, old school. This is what they used to do. Uh, in terms of the way to sell. And and they've just broken. They've broken their brand. And I think they're in trouble. And I think it's a warning sign to brands everywhere. Yeah. Oh, totally wrong. Absolutely wrong. A warning sign. A warning sign because us radical individualist consumers will decide not to buy. Now, the, they, all these folks will still be going out and buying McDonald's with the anti-whiteism written all over everything in its various flags and various this and various that they'll be buying all of it. it has nothing to do with the ideology. He's totally wrong. He said, what 
Nobody's buying it because they're going to be ridiculed for the ideology. It's 100% wrong. Nobody cares about the ideology. It's just because they don't want to be ridiculed for being, uh, quote, light in the loafers, something of this nature. No guy wants to have to deal with. He goes out with his buddies. He doesn't. And, and guys are uh, always razzing each other anyhow. I mean, that's like throwing a big piece of meat, a big piece of red raw steak out in front of them to just chew on for the entire night. And then ne next time you get together with them and the next time and they'll still be like, are you still dancing around the backyard? You know, no guy wants that. Now, if he can say, how much did you pay for your beer? This is how much I paid for my case. I got my case for less than you got your six pack. So who's the smart one here? You see how easy it could be fixed? Let me see what y'all are saying. We're going to go to the financial gifts, all right? I'm going to scroll up a little bit. First last is with us, ladies and gentlemen. Celebrate Potter's Ground. Hello. Promethean Healing says, I love this. I love it too, brother. Jimmy the Italian is with us. Jofus says, you should grow a hump in order to avoid being stabbed in the back. I think I would need a shell. I need a shell. I've just, I've just actually gotten uh, thick skinned. It's unbelievable. When your friends are, are like, uh, I talk to Jason because I talk to everybody. Anybody that's fighting, you know, in some way or form, any shape, I, even Jason. Come on, fuck yourself. And then when people, you know, the, the rest of them are like, well, we'll just kind of usurp uh, this phrase or maybe that we'll co-op this or that. And then we'll just we'll just sew it into our really shitty garbage LARPing that's never worked and only caused harmful things to white people. We'll just do that. No credit for you. Yeah, that's just. I guess you get thick skin. It, it's not without injury, though. I mean, it's you know, you're like. Where are the all the good folks that are supposed? We're like the con the good content creators. Where are the when are they going to step up? My wife's family uh, says Sam, who are all Hmong, have uh, rallied against Bud Light, which is a staple at all the family gatherings. Now they are all buying other beers. How about that? Until they drop that price. Benjamin is here. Actually, if they're doing it for ideological purposes, uh, they might not go back. But I would crush. I would absolutely crush. If they brought me in, it would be, I'd have everybody drinking Bud Light. I, I'd have people start drinking beer that hadn't drunk, hadn't, hadn't drank it at any point in the past. Matt is here. Uh, Lunder says, check your Twitter direct messages, brother. All right, I'll do that. Stephanie is here. Hello, sister. Great to see you. I'm scrolling through for any comments. Westman Media is here. Great to see you, brother. Dan, hello. 
Hello, hello. Cody. Oh, it's yeah, Sam's. It's definitely not about the dollars. They don't care. She, this woman, was able to make this decision, and they knew that it would cause a dip in sales. They, they probably didn't anticipate that big of a dip because they, they're not familiar with, with guy. I don't know how you want to interaction. Uh, they they probably avoided at all costs. They probably are nowhere closer. It, it, it could have been just like a couple people at the very top that were like, let's just do this. And they knew that it would cause a dip and sales would go down. But who cares? They're going to keep getting their salary and they'll be signaling to other anti-whites who could do what? Give them promotions, give them raises, hire them at other companies for more money. It is the villainy signaling. It's the service to the ideology that's more important, not the dollars. That's what conservative, good conservative folk need to understand this. All right. Jimmy says something about that he works in direct sales which is different. I didn't see the earlier comments. So I don't know. It says, but uh, Blue Asset says he has the same live stream on both. Okay. Biospirit of the West says, rubbing our nose in it. Noses in it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anti-white marketers make commissions on sales. Oh, no, no. Marketing doesn't. No. Yeah, marketing and sales are two totally different things. You, you're, you're going for the sale, but it's a, that, that's like the similarity of like all people breathe air. Yeah, okay. So that's Jimmy the Italian talking uh, there. Totally right. Andrew is with us. Uh, first last saying, consider vicious individualists and selfish individualists. Yes. Uh, both of those are selfish individualists. That I probably like that one more. Paul is asking if anybody saw the article in uh, about the Allen Mall. Well, here's the thing. I, I was actually going to speak to this specifically. N and my answer is no, I haven't taken a look at it. And please tag me and then maybe give the key reason why you thought it was worth bringing up. What was, what was mentioned in there that you thought was worth um, mentioning here with us? But this is what I'm going to tell you all to do. Do not, when, when we have these anti-white terrorist attacks, do not refer to them with a, a simple turn of phrase like Alan Mall shooting. Don't do it. Uh, it's like farm murder. 
It's conveying nothing about the anti-white terrorism that's taking place. It may be a tiny bit harder to say that it's an anti-white terror. Did you hear about the anti-white terrorist attack in Texas? Did you hear about the Allen Mall shooting? Which one there benefits us? I mean, you've got, we've got to think about this. Our ancestors went through horrific privation, starving, dehydration, the elements, living in the elements, living in the elements, fighting in the elements to secure Western civilization for us. And now people are too weak to use an extra word or to properly say something so that it benefits us? Are you serious? Now, I'm not saying you are, uh, we all are are doing it here and there, and we all have to, to be supporting each other to say things the way that benefit us. And for all I care, when when any of these, there could be a, there'll be another one in the future. And if it looks at all like it's an anti-white terroristic attack, I'm going to call it that. And you know what? If it ends up being the next day or the day after, and they're like, oh, no, it actually uh, it couldn't possibly have been that because it was a religious dispute between two different Asiatic communities or something like this. I am not going to feel bad one iota. I won't feel like I had done wrong. I won't feel we have to be as all in on the defense of Western kind and Western civilization, all, as all in on the reclamation of our destiny, as the anti-whites are all in on our victimization and destruction. There's no room for people to be dainty here. There's no room. You can only be virtuous and strive for glory. That's all there's room left for anymore. Selfish individualist. I'm going to try to remember to use that more often, try it out. Promethean Kitchen says, uh, what did you think about the King's coronation ceremony if you had a chance to watch it? I did not have a chance to like watch the whole ceremony, uh, but I did see some clips and I... I did see the colors of Ukraine that were there, and I I don't know if that was if that was n not the proper colors that should be there for, or if there if those colors had some sort of a meaning, and it was it, it's just being misconstrued to be for Ukraine. I would think that it was probably for Ukraine because that blue and that yellow looked out of place to me, and. Uh, it's not it's not very material to me because we know that the crown is anti-white. They're not controlled, they're not imprisoned, they're just anti-white. They've made enough the royal family enough statements to demonstrate how anti-white they are. And it's a real for me it hurts because it was this on one level because you can talk about you could talk about monarchy and from several different perspectives. The perspective I'm talking about now is that white people developed uh, this kingdom and with the pomp, with the circumstance, uh, have made it into something truly beautiful and et cetera. 
and it has been defeated by anti-whiteism. So I, there used to be people out there who used to think, oh, we can we can claw back ground through the royal family. It's already been defeated. I mean, is it is it like me and Brant and Slots and, uh, you know, just the, the guys here and some of the women here, the only ones with our eyes open? How many people want to continue using things that have already been defeated by anti-whites? Uh, so, and I think fewer and fewer, well, let me phrase it this way, more and more people realize how insipid the royalty is and how powerless they are, except when endorsing anti-whiteism, then they are portrayed as powerful. And so more and more people kind of just know it for it being a soap opera. It's just a soap opera. And uh, a lot of little girls can fantasize about the, the story because they're all, all white girls are brought up, unfortunately, with this idea that they are, they are a, a queen just waiting for this beautiful-faced man to show up on his, his white horse or in his, his white Dodge, you know, $90,000 Hellcat whatever it is. And, and, uh, and then she's going to be able to ride off into the sunset with him and dominate him. And so they look at this and they sort of fantasize. It would be totally, uh, it would be really empowering in various other ways, but we don't have the time to get into that here. But I'll just say, I mean, just, just wait for the, this, this King of England to start getting into his normal anti-whiteism and you'll see what that crown is worth. Maybe it'll tip it upside down shit in it. I mean, all that shit was like melted down, right? You all know that. Then they remade it all in the UK. And what survived? Like one thing survived. So it's not like this is a holy relic from, you know, come on. Oh, so Paul says here that Rolling Stone is going so far as to call this anti-white terrorist a white supremacist. What a surprise. I'll have to bring it up. Maybe I'll do a roll-in short on it. Jimmy the Italian says they probably kept the workers in dark and then blamed them for it. Well, that's what they would do after the fact, right? Just because they're they're dishonorable people. Anti-whites are dishonorable people. So it's always passing the buck. It's always somebody else's fault. Ken Folks says that uh, Coach Red Pill was arrested in Ukraine. Didn't hear about that. What's going on there? Tag me again when you when you answer. Crystal is here. Great to see you. Sister. Kingdom of Armenia is here. Okay. The kinds of things. Dino Storm is here that folks will do. Let's go over to Entropy and let's see who we have here today as we are revealing the the biggest reveals as we are having the biggest victories, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to be so excited. 
I want you to get, I want you to be this, I want you to be filled with this much of the spirit of the West. I want you to speak with the voice of the West when you go out into the world. This is why Sundays we have these gatherings and we get fired up. Look at our victories. We can't be stopped. We can't be stopped. So let's get into here. We have Yiz the Unifier, financially gifting five dollars, white will being dollars. And she says, weekly folk tithe to thank you for your friendship and community. Well, that's that's really kind. I appreciate that, Yiz. It means the world to me to feel connected to good people who are working intelligently on making things better. God bless you all, Kip. Kip to you as well, good sister. That is magnificent, folks. Let's get let's get some O sevens for that testimonial. For Yiz the Unifier, what a what a glorious testimony! You don't read that kind of a testimonial elsewhere, do you? Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Could you imagine reading that on any of these like doom documenting? platforms. I'm so glad that we've gathered here to discuss the evil befalling the white race. I'm so happy to be so black-pilled with every one of you. I wish I could shake all your hands on how worse I feel and how we come together on that feeling terrible together. There's Pete. I remember Pete and I, we cried over beer together because our families had been ruined by anti-whiteism. That's just a wonderful thing, isn't it? That we could come together in our misery that we come together and we learn all of the horrible things. And then we get into who's behind it, who has defeated us and made us look so bad. It is glorious to be with you all. Nobody does that. No one. You don't hear that anywhere else. God bless you, Yiz, for that. People who are coming together, love, hope, and redemption, reclamation of our destiny, intelligently recapturing that destiny with victories every single day. What are you all doing over there, Jason? What are you all doing over there? You don't do anything. Look at how many look at how many viewers this other guy has. This exiguous guy. Look at how many viewers he has. Uh yeah, but they're all hiding in their basements and closets and they are sexually confused. And uh, when he allows them to call in, they it sounds like uh, all of the calls are coming from the lobotomized wing of the hospital where they bring all the lobotomy, lobotomized patient, patients. I mean, seriously, you hear these callers. We have people call in. It's intelligent, normal folks with above average intelligence. They have people call in and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're letting them use the phone at the hospital again. We have, oh, my gosh, give it up. Give it up for J.M. Johnson, 07s, 007s, raucous emojis. Uh, please, ladies and gentlemen, raucous emojis for J.M. Johnson's white well-being, putting an end to anti-whiteism dollars because there are 75 of them here on Entropy. God bless you, good brother. $75. He says, in one of your books, you mentioned coming out of a nightclub just to see a gang of non-white people threatening one white guy while others watched. Yes, that's true. That's at the very beginning of uh, Born Guilty. He goes on to write here, the non-white struck the white man, yes, uh, and you ran toward one uh, and who struck the white guy and you knocked him out and continued running, precisely. You all can read about that. If you get Born Guilty, 
You can find that at nowhitegiltcollectibles.com. If you get it there, you'll get a signature. You can also find it at amazon.com. You'll get it a lot quicker that way, but no signature. And of course, it will be cheaper at Amazon. Do you know what happened to the white guy after that? I don't. I'm afraid I do not. They, it was like a, the whole thing broke apart though. And I was, I was able to return, but, and didn't stay long for some obvious reasons. But uh, I don't know. When I, after I struck that big ass guy and he was knocked out cold and I took off, it was like the whole audience, then they all came after me. I, I dashed through them and I took off. I was able to accelerate to full speed, which meant I was gone. And uh, every time I looked back over my shoulder, it was like there was a, a thin string of pursuers and, and then like this blob of audience. They were totally interested in me at that point. They were like, kill that white mother effer. They were not interested, uh, it seemed, in the, and I assume the friends of the guy that I had knocked out were the, also ran after me. I assume that some of those might have been the uh, closest pursuers. I, you know, I don't know. But uh, thank you for asking about that. That's actually a glorious part of Born Guilty. And hold on, is this right? No way. All right. Holy God. Holy God. I think I want to, I will dedicate a, a just the very beginning of reading about that, just the first maybe paragraph, to slots. And you'll know why in just a moment. Get ready with the, all of the emojis all of the 95s, all of the 07s that you can muster. And this is called, uh, this story is from My Nation, My Fight. And it was, I titled it The Once Great City. And I, when, I, when I wrote this, I was, I was confident that because of its literary puissance, that folks across the white sympathetic sphere would uh, want to speak to me just about this first story in here and that it would be great opportunity to spread the go-free method. Instead, not a single person. I mean, where are the literary giants? I guess there aren't any. Maybe none of them read. I was exiting the nightclub when the growl of a thunderhead wheeled its way across the midnight sky. Against the backdrop of Washington, D.C. nightlife, jagged tongues of white flame punctured the darkness that canopied the once great city. Though rain had yet to assail the district, it ominously trudged like an angry giant through the stagnant air, draping the exclusive club's clientele as closing forced us onto the street. Hoarse laughter rattled my nerves when I stepped from the building's shadow. And that's where 
this story begins. And if you want to hear more of it, you're going to have to get born guilty. But that, my friends, is just to salute. With a, a salute, 007s, a reading to the great sloths. A true champion man of talent and lore and uh, a good friend in service many years now, improving every step of his life, every day that goes by in closer contact with white well-being, spirit of the West, taking the fight here in the live chats, financially gifting for people who lost their jobs, paying them back who financially gifted. This is a normal working guy, a normal guy, middle-class guy, who has shared with us the testimonies of getting promotions and doing better in different aspects of his life as a consequence of going free. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Slots has financially gifted $1,000. We love you, brother. Please raucous emojis. 07s, 007s, drop the crowns on his head. Throw the gems at his feet, ladies and gentlemen. Throw the gems at his feet. Blue collar, normal, white collar, middle class guys are not financially gifting $1,000 as trifles. This is the gift of a testimonial that should and will reverberate because we will tell people in the white sympathetic sphere that folks' lives are changed so dramatically by white well-being. Their personal lives, the lives of their friends and families, the lives of other people in the community that they see by way of the testimonials, the application of the ideology, the application of the practice against the ideology of anti-whiteism, defeating it again and again and again. This is the kind of testimonial that's given. God bless every single one of you. Mr. Frosty, Cool Papa J Magic, Old Rat, Bianca Zombie, celebrate. Drop those crowns on this man's head. Promethean crowns for the Promethean king. The great sloths. A thousand dollars from an... A working class guy, you would say ordinary in every way except extraordinary where it matters. An advocate for white well-being. Not This guy's not financially gifting and sitting on the sidelines and he's just like, well, I really hope this works. I hope I can throw some dollars at it. I hope it works. He is applying it to his life. He tells you all this. He is thinking of others and he shows you all that. He is out in the trenches in different social media sharing the concepts that are changing the world. Show this man some love. Toss some gems at his feet. This is unbelievably glorious. What a glorious day this is in service to white well-being. My God, slots. Uh, we're going we're, we're to have more folks from the community on going free on, on uh, Sundays and, and probably on the uh, roll-ins, so we can start having more of you on, more of you to give your thoughts so that your voice can be heard when and where you are comfortable doing that, you'd like to do that, 
Sloth's chief among them. What an epic champion. Oh, my God. When, you know what? Maybe when I said, imagine if No White Guilt was a millionaire. Imagine if the, what would be happening now. If No White Guilt was a millionaire, what would be happening now? And this guy's love for Western kind and the voice of the West coming through him so strongly demonstrated not just in the financial gifting, in his own evolution, in his own sociopolitical maturing by way of the go-free method, in his own salvation of our brothers and sisters out there all over the world. Going free is worldwide. He has demonstrated that he is a leader, a pioneer, a champion for white well-being. God, how totally epic. Maybe he thought, yeah, what if? If No White Guilt were a millionaire, there would be, there would be people with jobs doing this. Instead of they'd be able to work as their job, they would have jobs doing this, white well-being. There would be advertisements that millionaires can pay for. There would be, you know, all that would be happening. You know, the other, you, you know, these so-called organization leaders and content creators, you know, the very moment that they have more money than they need to get by on, they're taking trips for pleasure. You know that. And you know, the exact opposite would be the case with me. I'm like, what a, what a unbelievable champ slots would be one of the first people i would hire if he would have the employment and then he says here with 1000 let's defeat anti-whiteism testimonial dollars not a mistype you gotta love you gotta love this guy man staggering glory onto slots staggering glory on the slots Wow. Thank you all, everybody, for celebrating slots. Thank you. We don't have, we're not a leaderless movement. We don't have a leader. Everybody who steps up to be a hero is the leader. That's what we have here. And being a leader is celebrating those who step up and make it happen. Wow, I am so impressed. I'm I'm impressed with slots. I'm impressed with all of you celebrating slots. Spud is here. Victorian time traveler. Great to see you, good sir. Another champ. Spud says, oh my God, amazing. Diamonds. He tossed diamonds at slots' feet and he dropped crowns on his head. Thank you for that, Spud. Man, it just doesn't get... It just... This kind of character... There's no way. There's no way we can't win. There's no way we can't win. My gosh. Beautiful. Thank you, brother. Thank you deeply for that. Man, what a testimonial. Holy God. What a testimonial. Wow. 
And remember, it was just a couple of weeks back where he he told everybody he's uh, just got his uh, membership for a, a gym, so he's going to be getting into better health. Oh, man. That's genuinely kick-ass that this guy is moving so intently, so resolutely, so gloriously in the direction of a hero of the West, coming from a, a place of being endlessly victimized by anti-whiteism. This guy should inspire every single white guy out there that thinks, oh, no, you just need to just keep bad-mouthing this group of people or that group of people, just using them as your crutch, not going anywhere. Golly, what an inspiration. God bless you, brother. God bless everybody for celebrating our champ here. Is that a Mandy? Uh, hello, sister, and welcome. Good to see you. Mike Jones says, uh, Jason, you're a beast with a high IQ and sense of humor. And then he says, I have no IQ. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. We're, we're all becoming beasts because we're going free of anti-whiteism. You, you literally get better. And that's what Slots is telling you. You literally get better physically, mentally, spiritually. It begins to open the doors for you. You cannot take a person as a child and begin teaching them how awful they are, how they have to capitulate, how they're the worst, how girls are better, and on and on their whole life and think that they're going to grow up and reach their potential. You can't. So if you treat the infection, you can actually go beyond your your state of being crippled. Crippled in all of those ways. My gosh, how how epic. Promethean Kitchen asking, did you hear about the consecration of the Immaculate Church? No. Uh, tag me again with what that is. <laughs> I see. Ivan, to celebrate, put camels in. Are that is that dragons? That's cool. That'll work. That's cool. Sam says, I love that this community celebrates each other. Yeah, man, because we get a lot to celebrate. We get so much to celebrate, so many good things happening. And we're just going to keep making it happen. Oh, and we have Ivan. Ivan uh, has, what is that, an octop? Is that, or is that a, is that an octopus? Or a squid? Or what is that called? If it is the plural, it's octopodes, and then uh, some other flying insect maybe to celebrate. Thank you, the big Brant Danger. You saw him in that photo, that champion right to my right in the photo of the group that uh, went down to Texas. And uh, 
you could just you could just tell you could just like feel his aura that this is a, he's not messing around he's like i'm here as a moral glorious champion hero of western civilization and uh, i am not going to take the stereotype that the anti-whites want to place on me but you damn well know or and you damn well know i'm not going to allow any more victimization of our people see we get to decide what and who we look like what and who we are in our story not the anti-whites that day is done at least here in service to white well-being Blue Acid saying the royal family are just a bunch of phonies. I don't know if I would call them phonies, but I, I see where you're coming. And we are back. Did you think they were going to be able to take us down? Hell no. Let all your friends know that we're back. And we are rolling. As always, we can't be stopped. The anti-whites can't stop us. Let me know if you can hear me and see me okay. Slots coming in. Thank you very much, Champion, for letting me know that there was... I actually saw it here, but we can't be stopped because we're white. And we'll just find a way around the problem. Let me check. Can somebody speak out on the live chat? 
So I can see that we're all still here and hearing me okay. I look as glorious. They can't stop us. They can't stop us. The great Slots says, you're back. Do you really think with people like Slots, you're going to be able to stop us? Mm. Trying to take us down, I see. Sound is back. They're like, they're too excited over there. They're having too much success. It's too glorious. You have to shut them down now. Well, this is what I have to say. Get out your raucous emojis, ladies and gentlemen. 07s, 007s, 95s, the gems as well. Drop the crowns on the heads. Let's get some applause. Let's get some swashbuckling flags because they just tried to take us down. But Ike financially gifted 50. Shut those motherfuckers up. Dollars. $50 from Ike. God bless you for that good Sir, he writes here, financial gift, sir. Please get the uh, the seasons app at .org so that people may contact you securely using this most secure publicly available anonymous text chat system, which uses the signal protocol without any phone number. Identifier and all text communication is routed through the Tor network. God bless everything you do, sir. Well, I will definitely look into it. I will uh, reach out to the folks who uh, sort of give me these suggestions and uh, see what they have to say. So I appreciate that. So it'll it'll it will enable me to communicate and with you and and other folks. Can I? Is it like? Is it like Telegram? Can I have a channel where I broadcast? I tell people that I'm going live and that sort of thing as well. $50. God bless you. And thank you so much for that. You can't stop. No white gill. God bless you. I, that's cool. First time I'm seeing you, I think. So welcome very much. Welcome to the community. And that's a way to make it, uh, an impact. Thank you, brother. We have Matt financially gifting. He gives us a thumbs up along with a $10 bill. God bless you for that, Matt. We will smack the anti-whites around with it. And just when you thought it was safe to stop adding the emojis to the live chat, you must still add them because we are going to celebrate the B50. Financially gifting $50 as well. $50 from Dude Bro Moment. We love you, brother. You are as reliable as the sunrise. He says with those 50 white well-being dollars, those 50 shut down the anti-white dollars, those 50 can you believe John Malt dollars, those 50 can you believe the glorious slots as well dollars. God bless you, man. 50 bucks from Dude Bro Moment. Great Great love to you, to everybody. Thank you so much for showing up financially gifting as we change the world here in service to white well-being. We know we, we affected the people in that room through our champion, our hero, guided there by the spirit of the West himself in the form of John Malt, went in there and said there, polite but stern, 
not going to have it. I'm aware of white erasure and I'm watching. I'm on the record now. These people will remember. They'll repeat and things will change. God bless you. Thank you so much. Dude, bro moment. Let me, I might have to, oh, not that. I might have to make a change here to entropy to make sure that it is still working. Yeah, I think we are. We're going to have to make sure that it is still working. Continue the session here because they took us down. But okay, it looks like it's working again. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. That's totally epic. Yep. They can't stop us. They can't stop us. They can't stop white well-being, can they? All right. Let me see what you all are saying. We'll get to some of this as well. We burned up a lot of time. And I'll see if there are any other financial gifts as well. I think we will just sum up the go-free lesson of the day. We'll move the counter-asserting and CCD confront challenge and dispel to next Sunday. And we'll sum up the go-free lesson of the day with what I was talking about earlier, which is hush crime. What's happening in Texas, if they can't dismiss this, and you might be seeing a new a new way to handle how the anti-whites in entertainment and news media handle anti-white terrorists attacking and murdering white people is to bluster that it's done by a neo-Nazi or a white supremacist and then just drop it because they know how the vast majority of people will come away with, oh, I remember that, but it's like there's some white supremacist. That will be what is believed to have taken place. And that will sit in a person's memory as the reality of it, whether that ends up being the reality or not. So there'll be anti-white terrorist attacks in the future and where they don't dismiss them uh, like they do in our once great country of South Africa as a robbery gone wrong that just ended up in ritualistic rape, torture, and murder. It will be a, uh, oh, well, it was uh, done by a bunch of white supremacists. In fact, you know what I remember Holy crap, I just remembered 15 years ago, maybe I think it was like 15 years ago that it, folks help me out, help me remember this. I think it was in Illinois. I think it was a community either in, no, Ohio. I think it was Ohio where it was this old community that used to be a suburban community that was you know built by and then populated by white people. And it was this, we, at the time, people went back and they found old, old photographs of the community and it was quite nice, it was quaint. Uh, and, but then over time, it had become a uh, values dropped, it had become a non-white community, uh, almost entirely black, as I recall. This is real, what I'm about to tell you is it's, well, I'll just say that it's my opinion. It's my opinion. So. Please investigate this to see. I will relate to you how I recall and what I recall took place with the caveat that maybe I didn't understand or uh, I just have, maybe I was hit, kicked in the head by a horse and it's all just scrambled. So having said that, the community had gone almost entirely black and the so it's almost entirely populated by black, poor black people. 
and there's a wretched neighborhood now. And the white people that remained, very few here and there, were older. And there was a uh, home of a, I think it was just an old white woman. I don't think there was even an old old man. I think he had died, but I could be wrong there. And uh, the windows were broken out one night and uh, by rocks. And I believe this is how it happened. And they, they said, or no, maybe like bricks or something. And written on the bricks uh, were threats about whitey, get out. You know, this isn't your neighborhood. You don't belong here. All of this kind of stuff. And then as that news got out that this had happened, a uh, Nazi LARPing group heard about it and they decided that they were going to go to this town and they were going to... They are just not going to allow us. <laughs> Talk about desperate. The anti-whites. So desperate. We'll just keep rolling like they don't exist. Thank you, slots. We'll just keep rolling like they don't exist. So uh, they were, and thank you for filling me in where they cut me off. So, boy, they haven't tried this hard in a while, have they? So the... Nazi LARPers were going to go there and tell everybody how awful that uh, they believe that jaywalkers are, which, of course, you know, that's going to help so much. This poor white family, <laughs> that's going to help so much. So, you know, what? you should actually you should rally people to come here and watch the stream since the anti-whites keep messing with it. And we'll show the anti-whites what we think of that. Right. So anyhow, they decided that they were going to have one of these useless and I useless. Uh, these I know these people will be like, it's IRL. So they, they're actually doing something. No, they're not doing anything. What they did was they drove to a location where all the police could 
determine what their identities are uh, because they're going to get all their driver's license plates and car makes and models and etc they were frisked by police which could have who could have planted things on them right and it would have been they probably would have gotten promotions for ruining some young man's life right probably would have gotten promotions for that and uh, then they were all boarded into uh, like paddy wagons where you put people that you've arrested. And uh, they were, they were, as I understand, being carted off to the pen where they were going to be allowed to have their little anti jaywalker rally and where they were going to be saying, oh, well, this neighborhood is this bad because it's the, it's the Jays and because they were just going to Jaysburg out. And uh, what would happen if they would have reached there? I don't know. They probably would have been killed. Uh, because while they were en route, as I recall, as they were, and then not only would they have been killed, or if they weren't killed, maimed, or what have you, uh, and uh, wouldn't have done wouldn't have done white people any good, because they would be equating what happened in this neighborhood and this poor little white old white woman with hatred of jaywalkers, and. While they were en route, the police said, oh, no, you're not having your little rally. And they turned around and they drove back to their vehicles to drop them off. And they told them, get out of town quick as you can. Why? Because anti-whites had found out that the Nazi LARPers were going to show up. And this is the preeminent bad guy in their anti-white narrative. So they responded accordingly with uh, moral righteousness to come and put down and destroy the immoral villain in their narrative. So they turned out and, and they, uh, a great many of these anti-whites turned out and were, were there in town waiting for the Nazi LARPers to show themselves. And then uh, when the police saved their lives and probably saved police officers' lives uh, by turning them around, these anti-whites who from the video footage that I saw were uh, almost entirely non-white people. And I guess that's because that's the area there um, where they, they would draw anti-whites from would be just mostly non-white anti-whites. And so it was just, it was almost entirely non-whites. And then those anti-whites, anti-white non-whites, they began destroying the town. They began destroying businesses. They began destroying homes. They were destroying anti-white terroristic shock troops, attacking the town that they live in, destroying the stores and et cetera. And Fox News that I had on as I was trying to like find out as well uh, behind the scenes, hey, who is who are these people and what is... Why were they marching or what were they going to do? And Fox News had a helicopter that was near the scene. And I wish I could remember the woman's name now. Maybe it'll come back to me. So she was, it was her hour on Fox. And I don't know, she might have been like halfway through her hour. Blonde woman, a pretty blonde woman. And she said, uh, we, have a, we have a chopper in the air. And she, she, she said, that white supremacists are, are, were going to uh, march and or they were going to have a rally about this, this, this. They're actually like saying what had happened there. And uh, 
And she said, and apparently there has a riot has broken out. And fortunately, we had, we had a helicopter in the air. It's Fox, whatever. And the helicopter flew in so that the helicopter flew over and zoomed in. And you could see that this was what it was. It was a bunch of anti-whites. I didn't see at the time, not saying there weren't any white anti-whites, but they were all anti-white. And they were just mid, it was like midday, destroying uh, fires. And this is what I saw. Maybe I'm remembering wrong what I saw. And she said, the Fox News girl, she said, well, I don't understand. I don't understand. Just totally like speaking from the cuff. I don't understand. Why are they destroying their town? Why are they, why are they looting? I, she's on there by herself. She doesn't have a co-host. And she was like, why are they looting? Why are they destroying their town? Uh, because these white supremacists, just because these white supremacists were going to come and and uh, and have a, like a little rally or something. It immediately, like abruptly and oddly went to commercial. And at that point, I was like, hold on. I moved forward on the couch. And I was like, I want to see what happens next. I'm really going to pay attention. I am not kidding you. It's 100% the way I remember it, which might be wrong. Fox News came back. And she was gone. Her hour wasn't over. And there was some guy that I never saw on Fox before and never saw on Fox again that was in her seat. And he stayed for the rest of her hour until the next show. I don't recall at the moment that they even said anything about her, like why she was not there for the rest of her show gone in fact in fact i think she might have even said why are the black people destroying their town she might have even said that anyhow but like for them against the white supremacists in their you know vernacular and she's gone at some guy and then he, and I'm waiting for them to go back to the chopper because they have a helicopter showing what's going on. I'm like, let's see. I want to see what more is happening. At this time, I didn't know. At this time, I didn't know how, uh, what had happened to these Nazi LARPers. But I knew I didn't see them in the first footage. And, uh, and I wanted to see, are they there? Are they being attacked? What's happening? And they didn't go back to the helicopter. And I kid you not. They, this guy on Fox, as I recall, I could be wrong, said that white supremacists were rioting in that town and burning it down. I 100% recall it this way. Please, if somebody else can remember the town, if they can, if they remember this happening and they want to share, whether or not maybe they remember it the same, maybe we're both wrong. But I almost spit my drink out. Uh, there was another person who was with me uh, and seeing this. And that person was like, not, not like 
not not as as into uh, this uh, service to white well-being or anything like us or anything. Just kind of like living life. That person was like, "Holy shit!" You know, I just I just saw the helicopter footage, and you could see. I mean, unless these were like horrifically tanned uh, white supremacists, there was not a white person among them. And Fox News, this authoritative conservative channel, was saying white supremacists burning the town down and rioting. And then I ended up staying, uh, trying to, to stay with Fox for the rest of the evening to see. And they, they continued to go back, mention every now and again, and they stuck with the white supremacists burning the town down narrative. Uh, and then that was it. It was completely never talked about again. Maybe it was just a nightmare I had, and I don't remember it accurately. But uh, maybe somebody can verify or they recall this happening. I don't know if it was Ohio. I feel like it was maybe Ohio, maybe Illinois, maybe even like Western Pennsylvania where this happened. But if they're willing to do that, the anti-whites are willing to do that, they're willing to do anything. And so not a big surprise that they're saying that the non-white guy that went to a mall that was going to be populated, uh, odds are, by majority white people it, and kill people there is a white supremacist. Not surprised at all. Because if that could happen on Fox, like 15, not more than 15 years, but more than 10, it happened. If they could do that, there, then they could definitely do this here. So use hush crime in your conversations. As I explained it earlier, let's get to some of these really quickly. Uh, we have if if you have any comments about my uh, roll in shorts that I'm doing now, tag me in the live feed and say you like it for this or you don't or you your constructive criticism may be better this way or better that way. Um, please let me know. I would also like everybody to please, if uh, anybody can get me news on Raymond Foster, how he's doing, please also send him your love, your prayers, your positive energy. He was forced off a public uh, land where he was uh, living. And uh, because, uh, ostensibly because he cares about white people, um, so let's let's try to see how he's doing. Also, uh, love, positive energy, and prayers to Tony Vermont. Does anybody know what's happened to Tony Vermont of White People Press? We haven't heard. I haven't heard anything from him or from anybody whom I asked. Please, let's keep an eye out, an ear out, and try to find out what happened to Tony Vermont and send that positive energy and love and prayers to him as well. Let's hit some of these content creators here before we take calls and look at the financial gifts that are left. Andre Moisejev, the great Andre Moisejev, creating uh, the symphony for, to tell the symphony for Prometheus Rising, Take Back Your Destiny. And he is on YouTube. Maybe you could try to type in Andre Moisejev, A-N-D-R-E-I-M-O-I-S-S-E-J-E-V to find his channel. Otherwise, uh, maybe I'll drop it in the thread after. 
Of course, whitepeoplepress.com. We have Westman Media. All of these are on YouTube, and that's where I want you to stay. But I will mention other platforms as well. Westman Media is on Odyssey as well. Schoolofthewest.world. Access them on YouTube, but if you have problems there, try it at that website. Discordant Dragons tomorrow at 6 p.m. on Yiz channel, accessible on YouTube and the other platforms as well. Be there. I will be there as well. Dragon Synth Adventures. That is for Nelius Newland on YouTube. When he does a Dragon Synth Adventures, it is at 8 p.m. on Mondays, Eastern Time. No White Guilt Clips, the Herculean champion of our age. No White Guilt Clips on YouTube and across many other platforms as well. It is inexcusable to not be supporting him and sharing the clips that he makes. Please do so. Western Kind Wellbeing Newsletter by our champion, Final Blossom. And of course, YouTube, but also find him at finalblossom.substack.com. Please subscribe. Please read and share his articles. This is how we build a genuine, living, breathing community. Lovely Paul Ridge. You can type in Ruination Media in YouTube, although it is Jubilation Media once you get there. We have Final Blossom also on YouTube. Type in Final Blossom. Alternative Voices Portal on Odyssey as well as YouTube. Find him. If you can't find him on YouTube, find him on Odyssey. Eminent Rain. It's uh, Eminent Rain. or Is that what it is? Eminent Rain So Hard on YouTube. Find him and follow. Bio Spirit of the West. Did we, did we ever find out about the Quora? Does that still exist? And if it doesn't, I'll go ahead and cross that off. But I want to share that. It's a nowhitegilt.quora.com if it still exists. And World Conqueror on YouTube. Type in World Conqueror as the channel's name. You should be able to find World Conqueror. Please follow all of these people uh, so that we can... Uh, build this community, as I said, is most necessary to do. And uh, we will now go over to the mailbag. And our first, actually, we'll put a we'll put a uh, twelve second bumper here to bumper between that and this, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Get out your raucous emojis, ladies and gentlemen. Please, some 07s. You know what time it is. Double 07s. Some applause for the great Randy. In the mailbag, I have looked, and he decided there in the mailbag that he wanted to make a statement about white well-being, and he did so with 40 white well-being dollars. God bless you, brother. Thank you so very much. He is dependable. I love cracking open the mailbag and there's randy down in there and he's like hello and i say hello randy he doesn't actually talk like that that's just how it sounds when it comes through the bag and i'm like oh, you got mail and he's like here's my mail and so then i i open up that puppy god bless you man totally dependable 
We love Randy. Great to see you. Uh, let me see. Is everybody still hearing me and everything okay? Let me just make a correction and we will. Okay. Maybe it is working. Yes. Thank you all for celebrating fireworks for Randy. And then we also have a piece of mail here. Very, very exciting. Very exciting, ladies and gentlemen. As the sun has set in the once great state of Virginia, as the anti-whites are trying to shut us down. Golly, why won't they just come out? Maybe I'll just rip it open. It's just one of those days where you have to, I won't do the rip open thing. Lundra says his ears still sense me. Let's get into this baby. All right. Can we get into this baby this way? Yes. Okay. We got a glorious piece of mail in the mailbag today from the one and only Eminent Rain. I have his actual album here in my hands, ladies and gentlemen. I've got, he, he sent me a couple to give out. And one of my very own signed, he says, to Brother Jason. Many profound and sincere thanks. Promethean hails so hard. That is so glorious, man. Folks, check that out. Promethean hails. And you too, uh, you can head on over. And I don't know if he's here. He'll tell you exactly. But it is, again, his on his YouTube, you'll find access to all of his different platforms where you can buy his album. You can listen to his music. And that's Imminent Rain So Hard at Imminent Rain So Hard on YouTube. So if you just type YouTube.com forward slash Imminent Rain So Hard, it'll come up. Here is his album. And you can see he just released Vengeance. This is The Legend of Prometheus. So please, folks, check it out. Make sure you get your hard copy. Maybe get one for yourself and get, get uh, one for a friend or several others. This is a glorious album. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it again and play music from it again. we got to keep moving right now. But make sure you head on over to Eminent Rain and you get this epic album, The Legend of Prometheus. God bless that champ and everybody who supports the good work that he is doing. That's it for the mailbag. Get ready for those who want to call. Let me know if you would like to talk tonight, and I will call you on Skype as is custom. Before we get there, I'm going to take a look at uh, your comments and any financial gifts that we still have to get to. We have, folks, the wonderful I Love Jesus Christ over here on Cash App. God bless you, sister. I really appreciate it. And she has financially gifted $10, her customary $10 financial gift with the beautiful, wonderful verbiage of for white well-being. Bless you. And thank you so much for that. You know, obviously, um, God is, is happy with the work that we are doing because he would not have made Western kind if he did not want Western kind. End of that conversation. Thank you so much. And uh, we also have, get out the, keep out those raucous, let's get some of those flags, swashbuckling flags, ladies and gentlemen. So the kind of swash that only Franklin can earn because he's so magnificent out there. 
wallpapering the whole state of Virginia. Such epic swash. He's got a lot of swinging swash on him. Franklin does. I love it. 07s and raucous emojis for the one and only Dr. I. $25. And with those 25, we're putting an end to these anti white motherfuckers. He writes, 07. 07 to you too, my good brother. $25 financial gift here tonight. How epically glorious of you. And uh, we also have over here. That's our very own white student transmission on uh, Cash App. Thank you, good brother. And he says, with five white well-being dollars, he says, for a folk tithe. And he's got a little smile face uh, there as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. White student uh, transmission. And we will, just to remind you, I've read his book, and we will be uh, reviewing or having him on to talk about the book. And wow, wow, ladies and gentlemen, keep out, keep your hands in your pockets so that you can pull out all the gems and throw them on the ground before a gentleman you know well, who keeps coming back, a great champ in, in numerous ways. And of course, not the least of which he financially gifts as well in addition to all of the other glorious things he does, drop the crowns on his head, raise the fireworks, light the fireworks. I want to see big 95s in the sky for the one and only first last. Financially gifting here on this glorious night for white well-being. When you saw the leaders of a county get morally bitch slapped by our one and only John Malt, champion for white well-being. We have first last financially gifting a testimonial of 100 US dollars. God bless you, sir. For white well-being, he says, this is to take down the anti-whites. And that's exactly what we're doing. God bless you. With love, hope, and redemption for all people who live in the West of all racial, ethnic, religious backgrounds, all of their lives are made better by putting down the ideology of anti-whiteism. God bless you. Thank you so much for that. That is our goal, ladies and gentlemen, to put an end for the suffering to the suffering of all good people. The target of anti-whiteism is Western kind. The target of anti-whiteism is our physical selves but also our projection onto the world, that which we call Western culture. And that is white erased from Western civilization. The thing that so many non-white people have in their families, maybe they've been here a long time, they've dedicated service to the, to the country, uh, our countries across the West in various ways, and they don't want that Western texture to change. We have to identify how we are victimized. We have to identify how we continue to be defeated by anti-whites and their ideology for us to ever put an end to it. When a conservative content creator or Republican leader says that we should not acknowledge or they want to talk about everything else, want to talk about a country, a company even uh, whose bottom line is getting weaker as a consequence of anti-whiteism, you step in there and you point out that this is about victimizing the white race, Western norms, et cetera, and you will better things for everybody. And that is our goal. God bless you, brother. Thank you for that. 
What an epic night. We have a couple of comments I'll get to while I'm waiting to find out if there's going to be anybody who wants to get in on the phone. We have uh, Lacey writes here, just some thoughts about military, police, and those who are supposed to be the warriors who protect our society and civilization. And of course, this would be in reference to the Navy using uh, using this uh, transgender guy and him dressing up in uh, ladies' clothing and doing uh, dances and things like this as a recruiting tool. She says, we should be ashamed that we put our women not only on the front lines in uh, or in them at all, those professions. I absolutely agree. But also at the highest levels of leadership. Absolutely, I agree. Also to get men to want to fight for their country, they have to feel they have a place in that country, a future, and that their country, and that a future that is worth fighting for. Some of that comes with beauty. Is sterile box buildings worth with modern style architecture and ugly modern art worth fighting for? Fat, blue haired feminists that demonize them and tell them they are privileged. I could go on, but I'll stop. That's a, that's a really fantastic point. And I, I really appreciate you making the point because it's the same way for a family. If a man is made to feel and actually be subservient to the woman in the relationship, the wife or the girlfriend or whatever it is, if he's made to feel and be subservient to her, then he doesn't feel like he possesses. And if he doesn't possess, he doesn't defend. He doesn't protect. He doesn't feel the drive. What is he supposed to defend and protect? His subservience to a woman? Uh, this this like mule-like existence of just go to work and she's in charge. She does the spending. She makes the decisions for the house. She makes the decisions for the family. That's not how it works. The way it's supposed to work and what anti-whites have attacked is that the man is in charge of the relationship. Men and women are equal, pu are puzzle pieces. And they fit together physically, mentally, spiritually. They're meant to work together as a team rather than as competitors for each other's jobs, if you will. What, what comes easier and more natural to most men and women, in my opinion. When the man feels like he has something to fight for, by God, he'll fight for it. He'll fight for it at the workplace. He'll fight for it to defend his family. He'll fight for it in government. He'll fight for it making his opinions felt on the streets. When the woman is in charge, she'll fight to protect the children, the man. What happens when the man is then out of the picture? Well, then she and the children become targets of predators who easily can scare her and manipulate her and the children, predators who enter the home and molest the children. So it happens at the micro all the way up to the macro where if you're a white guy, you're the soldier, the way, you don't possess the country. Remember, I was talking about keeping the border open since Reagan was in office. The border being open makes white people feel like this isn't ours. And if we feel like it's not ours, we don't want to defend it. It doesn't make sense. Why would you protect it? Why would you fight and die and get maimed for it if it's not yours? Indeed, what Lacey is saying, if everything is an affront to Western existence, to white existence, to the existence of Westmen, men, women, and children, then it's not yours. And why would you want to get maimed and defend it? It is 
asinine. And that is why the government, the anti-whites, are turning to trying to recruit from these other communities. It also happens to be these anti-white communities. It also happens to be a really good deal for people who are transgender because the taxpayers are put uh, on the bill to pay for and, and check it out to make sure it's accurate. Check it out to make sure I have the facts right. But these folks can go into the military. And I read the article from the officer's uh, news source for officers that said uh, they can get their treatments in the drugs, blockers, and in the actual physical surgeries and everything at the taxpayer expense. Now, check it out to make sure it's true. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is what I've read. And that would be in keeping with everything else we see. We have the great reptile. I wanted to read this again. So I know this guy writes reptile, and rumor has it, he quietly slips off every single night while the world sleeps. Through the tiniest windows of his secret workshop, you can see the flicker and lapping of hellish flames, the sounds of heavy steel tools, and the scraping of glass echo into the darkness. They say he's crafting a masterpiece, one unlike any other, and worthy of those he calls his own. Through his ruthless toil for absolute perfection, it's rumored to be nearly complete. They say men will someday marvel at its beauty, as it represents the very soul of those who hold greatness within them. Someday he will unveil it to his people. And on that day, the world will know the heart of Westman. Maybe the rumors are true. But all can say is, I know this man very well. God only knows what he's been up to out there. Very cryptic from Reptile. And uh, I am excited to find out. <laughs> I am very excited. That's why I had to revisit. I am very excited to find out what exactly is going on with that champion. All right. Let me look over here really quickly. Uh, looks like we have uh, on deck for... We have World Conqueror is going to have a call and Mr. V. And Mr. V. So uh, over here on Odyssey. Looks like no financial gifts. So since we're running short on time, I'm just going to roll. And uh, no, nothing new on D Live either. So we'll just roll. We'll swivel back around to here. And while that loads, we will read Azamuth Clark writes, I was approached by a man in public and he asked me if I'm the guy that talks about anti-whiteism. I told him I was. And I mentioned, oh, we, we read this one before, didn't we? I told him I was and I mentioned that I got it from Jason Kuna and that we have a large community of good folks fighting back. This guy heard about me from a mutual friend and he wanted to share his story with me. He told me he works for the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation and his wife is an elementary school teacher. He went on to tell me that he is forced to buy materials from non-white businesses and how white people were being let go in place of non-whites. So that's happening everywhere. So this guy's talking about this from the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. 
The school districts where his wife teaches has been completely white erased. White teachers are now put on leave because they don't speak Spanish. He went on to say that his wife knows other teachers who have been transferred because of non-white students were not comfortable being taught by white people. After four years of going free, I've become the no white guilt guy. I love it. Where I live. People are seeking me out to tell me their stories and their experiences with anti-whiteism. These conversations are like therapy sessions. Our people want to share their story and speak out, but they're afraid to lose their job. When we spread the lexicon holding the moral high ground, people notice. Going free works. If you can, be the no white guilt guy where you live. I get tears of joy when I talk to our people who feel lonely and trapped in the anti-white narrative. They walk away feeling like there's a way out. I may not be able to stop. They walk away after talking with Osmond Clark, feeling like there's a way out. That is 180 degrees different from talking to everyone else in the white sympathetic sphere. They walk away feeling depressed, like they are deeper and in an impenetrable darkness. Think about the difference there. I may not be able to stop anti-whiteism alone, but together we can walk through fire. Oh, you remember when I said that, ladies and gentlemen? I said, thank you for bringing that back, brother. He, I said, uh, I occasionally would say, uh, I, I can't walk on water, but together we can walk through fire. That's awesome. He in, ends with, I apologize for the long co comment. I just had to share with everyone 07. Big O sevens to you, Azimuth Clark, true champ. We have a clutch writing here, quote, please share the URL uh, or I will kill you. <laughs> Close quote. Ha ha ha. That literally made me spit out my drink. Does anybody remember when I said that? That was a month ago or so when I said that. Please share the URL or I will kill you. Cool Papa J Magic says one of my favorites of Jason Jason's many insights is the metaphor of our subconscious mind being the undercurrents of the ocean, while our conscious mind is the waves on the surface. There is something very special in this. It is one of the truest things I've heard, not to mention it conjures up beautiful imagery, slightly scary, but beautiful nonetheless. It actually kind of blew my mind when I heard it for the first time. What else is hiding in there, driving me day to day that I have no idea about? This life is something else, isn't it? Writes the great cool Papa J Magic. Let me see what you all are saying in the live chat. As we are getting closer to the calls, let's hope it's still working. White Wolf is with us. Vase of Flowers is here. Okay, we are still here. Global Tolerance Project. Great to see you. Victorian Time Traveler says, I can second that when my father was in the Air Force, he served under female officers and they were always making up petty BS to, quote, get him in trouble. Oh, I think everybody in the military or even government service has witnessed that in droves, in droves. Thank you for mentioning it, brother. Uh, Nathaniel Westerman is here. Great to see you. Everybody sub. Everybody share. Everybody was kung fu fighting. 
Those cats were fast as lightning. Oh, I read uh, first last. I read it at the very beginning of the gathering today. And we celebrated you. Uh, Lunder says Franklin, quote, swing and swash might need to call him long schlong silver. <laughs> so funny. Ivan, uh, Ivan remembers the Quora being shut down, at least Biosphere of the West. Unless Biosphere of the West resurrected it somewhere. Okay. I thought I heard that it was shut down too. So maybe it was. Change says, I think the short streams would be a bit better if they were like 30 minutes and talked about the general news and how it affects white people. Just a little longer stream. All right. Thank you for that feedback. I appreciate it. Bar Taba is here. Hello to you. Did I mention Machiavellia Socks is with us? All right. I don't see any else. So we will go straight to the call. We're going to have uh, a five, six minutes to the great world conqueror is his. And we will place the call now. Uh-oh, we lost him. Let's try again. Another call. Hello. Hey, good brother. Five to six minutes are all yours. What's on your mind? So, something I wanted to say is that, uh, the first thing I was going to say is that, um, there are some people who I think, no matter how noble they realize our intentions are, mm -hmm. we will never be able to reach ever. And I don't, I don't say this to be blackmailed. I just say it as a fact, and it, it seems like a fact because. Uh, and there are people we can reach, obviously, but there are some people who, even though they realize our intentions are noble, and they will not try to do anything to harm us or whatever uh they will not uh ever do anything about it and so i think with some individuals we just need to move on basically because i remember having this conversation with family members or whatever and uh they they knew that my intentions were good but mm -hmm. they said i sounded like a crazy person and they said if any other person even though i was totally not acting like a villain uh if any normal person heard what i was saying they'd probably think i was a school shooter or something uh or uh -huh. about to become one and uh so i think something people should realize is that there are some people we'll never be able to reach ever and we should just give up on certain helping certain individuals because they'll never uh you can never reach them because they're too scared of ever. Uh, that was the first thing. Yeah. The second I was going to say is uh, the word race is, it almost seems like a uh, meme pathogen to me at this point. Oh, okay. Because, and this might sound stupid, 
but whenever I use the word race, like I've noticed people are offended by it, even when you use it in a completely normal context, no, you know, political or anything to it. Uh, and, but when you say genetic group of people, they are not offended by it. And so I think there, it would be very smart if people came up with a way to create a very easy word to say that referred to a genetic group of people as in a genetic racial group without using the word race. That would uh, work very well, I think, but I might be wrong, at least in the American context with um, like white right-wingers and stuff like that. Totally agree. Actually, years ago on the working backwards here, uh, we'll get to the some people should uh, or you should just walk away from uh, in, a, in a moment. But working backwards, many, actually many years ago, uh, came to the exact same conclusion and is the reason why you'll see in Go Free, you'll see in my books and, and here in my speech that I toss in a bunch of other people, community, et cetera, in the place of race because I saw the exact same thing that you're seeing. So we're thinking right along the exact same lines that race uh, was just in and of itself when it was coming out of a white person's mouth uh, made the audience, uh, it got up their, 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 their uh, radar, if you will. Uh, they were seeing as a consequence of anti-whiteism, the connections, connotations to race. And so I totally agree that we should in our conversation as in, in our literature as, as little as possible, use the word race for that exact reason. So that is, uh, that's, it's really fantastic that you saw that on your own and it came to the same conclusion. It's fantastic. It's a good sign. Uh, that you are just growing and going free and uh, getting getting more aware, able to hear more of that voice of the West and seeing what is actually troubling us and getting in the way of us reaching our destiny. So your mind's focused on that. That's fantastic. That's where you want to be. I also concur 100%. You're going to come across people, uh, those who are, you know, they are close to us, as in this case with family members, but also those who are perfect strangers that to a degree will agree that, you know, they'll see that uh, we're being victimized, that everything's going to hell in a handbasket because of our victimization. Uh, and at the same time, they are so fearful. And this is something that with people who were close to me, uh, when I was younger, I became, uh, I guess, contemptuous of the people because I immediately was able to see that they weren't concerned so much about me as they were about themselves in association with me. And I just found that totally contemptible. I was like, well, if you don't want an association with me, uh, then, oh, well, but this is, this is where I'm going. This is the direction I'm taking my life. And so what they're seeing is, wait, I'm associated with you. And if you say anything that's not negative about the white uh, people, Westmen, white race, etc. If you say anything that's not negative about them, society condemns that. That, of course, should be for you a proof at that moment. Oh, wait, uh, going free is so correct. Going free has identified that there is this ideology. It totally targets Westmen and our projection. And the evidence is right here before me that a person that never 
you know, attended class called hate white people is totally knowledgeable about the fact that if you are not uh, demanding the end of Western kind and all that they project, then you are immoral. That's your evidence. And the fact that they are that they are aware of this, that they know this without consciously sort of knowing it and being able to talk about it on that level. It's just like, hey, this will happen uh, is it should be a proof for them if you're able to communicate to them how they've been undermined. Now, having said that, and I'll wrap it up and get your last thoughts so we can get the great Mr. V on. But having said that, uh, some folks, and this is the way it is uh, with all things, you'll come across people who are really radically anti-white and they're like, yeah, the white race should be dead. So you just say, okay, thanks. And you move on. And you'll come across a lot of loved ones who will say uh, that, uh, oh no, uh, uh, and, and they'll speak in all these sort of camouflaged ways. And that's one of the things I found very con- contemptible as well. They'll be like, oh, if you go out there, I'm, I'm worried. You'll be seen as crazy when really what they're saying is I'm associated with you. And if you have that position, I'll look bad. And so if, if somebody gives you that, uh, then just move on. You know, as World Conqueror is saying, if they just say, thank you, I know that I'm not going to be able to get to you, at least right now. But this is the only thing I would say uh, and, and that was my lead into this, brother, is that don't think that they're lost for all time. You will have seeded things that will grow in them. Go when, when you feel that, okay, you can't make any more progress right now, go ahead out elsewhere, find other people to preach the gospel to, if you will, of white well-being, and let it grow in these people who at the time couldn't receive it but maybe in the future, they'll have a different opinion. But what's your final thought? And then we'll let you go and we'll get Mr. V on. Uh, that was pretty much it. Have a great day. All right, Prometheus brother. Thank you for all your service to white well-being and Promethean Hales. World conqueror, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get to Mr. V. Let me see what you all are saying really quickly. Can you believe we've had... Uh, Trying to pull us down here. Let me just refresh this and see if we're still working. Okay, thank God I did. Because we have a financial gift from Dandy Westman. Great to see you. $3 financial gift over here on Entropy. Thank you so much. And says, uh, metaphorically tipping my hat for white well-being. Well, a, a hat tip to you as well. My dear friend, thank you so much for that. Dandy Westman in the flesh. Uh, We have Darth Biden is with us today. Great to see Bryce is with us today. And uh, we have Bryce saying a proposition for a new term. Uh, Should, uh, what is this? Should you wish uh, for me to come on? Well, it's not going to be tonight, but uh, let me know what you're thinking. And then uh, we can have you call in. And we have uh, Time Traveler says, uh, haplogroups, that might be an okay word to use in certain situations. Yeah, true. And Promethean Promulgation says, pretend you are Kamala Harris and the stream is your legs. Oh my gosh. Wide open. Is that it? 
oh boy, we'll call up Mr. V really quick and then we will get his great updates. Where are you, Mr. V? Hey, brother. Brother, five, six minutes are all yours. What's on your mind? Well, let me start by saying that uh, I was supposed to mention this last week, but we had a Legend of Prometheus release party last Sunday. Oh, cool. So I should have mentioned that. Yes. Yeah, that was very awesome. Yeah, so, uh, and we actually watched the show because we uh, we have Jitsi, which is this video uh, call uh, platform, uh, video conferencing platform, and then we have Hyperbeam, and that's something that we use to watch uh, movies, and we also use it to watch the show. So we had a Legend of Prometheus release party. We talked after last week's show, and we did our best to promote the album as much as possible. So if you don't have a copy of the album yet, go and get a copy of the Legend of Prometheus album because it is legendary. It, it absolutely is. I, I got my own signed copy too, so that's awesome. What else, brother? That's awesome. Um, yeah, and it was, Imminent Rain was very kind to send signed copies to many of our champions, so big thanks to him for that, yeah. for making the album. Big salute uh, to this past. Yeah, just really, really good album. You definitely want to listen to that, folks. It's awesome. Um, last Friday, there was a uh, music night hosted by Ango. So big thanks to Ango for hosting that music night. That was awesome. We haven't done one of those in a while. And this upcoming Friday, there's going to be another music night. So big thanks to them for that. You mentioned GFCs, brother. There are two new GFCs on the way. I don't want to reveal exactly for... One is for an American state. The other is... Uh, for a, a different country. I don't want to reveal too cool. much, but cool. training is underway and talks are underway nice. and all the, the necessary preparations are underway. So there's definitely more GFTs on the way. Then this Saturday, we had an OT training call. This was just for uh, training to talk about GF training, how to improve your go free skills so that you can do uh, better outreach. And we also talked about these liars and these uh, slanderers that are on Twitter right now, uh, spreading lies about GF. And I'll give one example. So Patrick is really wrecking them. And one of these idiots, right, Patrick asked him for evidence that GF is a cult. The guy literally replied that he doesn't have any evidence and it's just a feeling. Ah, uh, yeah. And then Patrick made fun of him for that. And then he said that Patrick's reaction, making fun of him for not having evidence, he said that Patrick's reaction of asking for evidence is now proof that it's a cult. So th the stupidity is yes. boundless. Yes. These people are just liars. Yes. And they're do not, they're, they're do, do not yes. retards. Yes. They do nothing for white well-being. These people suck. And here's the thing. All these people slandering you, brother, and slandering GF, it's so funny because our champions are in there wrecking them oh, because yeah. they have no logic, no reason, and no evidence. And then an anti-white comes along, says to those people, to those liars and slanderers, oh, you're a racist. And what do those people say? They say yes. <laughs> they totally embody that anti-white star. Imagine if someone came up to any one of you listening right now, called you white trash. Would you accept that? You wouldn't, right? So why would you accept a racist? It's an anti-white slur. These people prove that they suck at advocating for white well-being. Oh, yeah. These people are absolute trash. 
they suck so much, folks. <laughs> folks, just keep mocking them and owning them. They suck so much. An anti-white shows them. They get defeated by the most powerless mm-hmm. of anti-whites. Totally worthless. They're never going to capture our destiny. You know what this is? It's the midget hating the tall guy. Yes. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, actually. You know, I was actually thinking, they're, they're pouring in because, you know, we did the show talking about, just looking at the time, talking about um, how there was great damage done to those who are advocates for white well-being in Florida because, and yet again, I mean, this is just for the totality of the existence of the you know, this, this Jay Spurging, all it's done is cause harm to the actual advocacy for white well-being. And uh, we see it actually play out before, during, and after. We're talking about it. It, 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 it is uh, documenting it, pointing out exactly how it's happen, happening. They cause this law to be put in place that uh, anti-white DAs can dilate and try to use against people like us advocating for white well-being, even though we don't harm and uh, any non-white people don't, we're not white negative. We don't talk badly about any non-white people. We're focused on us and love, and we welcome people of every race to join us to take down anti-whiteism because it is immoral, because it's destroying uh, Western civilization, eating us out from the inside. Uh, But still, you know how anti-whites are. And so this, again, making it harder. And we make these arguments about the tools to use and the, the great successes we're having. And it doesn't matter what kind of argument you make. It doesn't matter what position you have. They have one answer and one answer only to every single thing. And it's the let me tell you how many more ways that I can badmouth uh, the jaywalkers. That's all it is. They, they are uh, they're really the most challenged and intellectually. And at the same time, you know that there are going to be agent provocateurs in their midst driving that. So you know these are anti-white operations that continue to fan these these thuggish Jaysbergs because if you're focused on being white negative about another group, you can't be white positive. You can't do things to address our actual victimization. I mean, I, I'm making arguments about our victimization and the success we're having against it. And then their retort is, but look at how bad the Jays are. It's, it just doesn't matter what it is. So it reminded me forcibly. I mean, it, when you come up against these people, uh, you, you know, you could have a, a couple of back and forth with them, humiliate them, show what how, how wretched of people, they, how anti-white they are, how they're actually part of a giant anti-white op uh, to undermine the defense of white well-being and then just move on. And that might mean blocking them, uh, banning them, whatever it is. Just move on because uh, they're just holding you back. So the only thing the conversation is for is just to demonstrate for onlookers a brief back and forth that these people are malefactors. Like I was saying to them, tell me how you are going to rid society of these people. Well, they never answered that question because they can't. Uh, And then this is the follow up. And how does that argument to rid society of this whole group of people? How does that benefit white people? Well, never an answer because they know it only harms white people. They know that we can talk. Uh, ad infinitum about all the harm caused to white people uh, by making those sorts of arguments. So they don't care about the well-being of white people. They only care about bad-mouthing uh, jaywalkers. But this is, and I'll toss it back to you for your all well, your final thoughts, brother. And that is that uh, it reminded me of 
the, the old metaphor that you never play chess with a pigeon because the pigeon will just knock the pieces over and shit all over the board. And that's who we're up against. We're up against like these pigeon brain imbeciles. Just keep that in mind. I pass it back to you, brother. Two minutes are yours. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about on yesterday's uh, OT training call, uh, how to handle these people, how to basically obliterate them. And I go to Patrick for tips because he is the Twitter wizard that I go to. He doesn't have to block them. They block him because ah, they have arguments. <laughs> that is awesome. That, actually, that even so, happened with uh, that even happened with Kate. Uh, one of the anti-whites got so pissed off, immediately blocked her. So same with her. But that's fantastic, man. Keep going. Yeah, that's how you know you're you're winning. Oh, and today we read Prometheus Rising. We are at the creation of the Prometheans. So next will be the Promethean paradise. So we continue with our reading of Prometheus Rising. Uh, If I may, brother, can I leave you with a piece from Meditations by Marcus Aurelius? Yes. Okay, so this is Marcus Aurelius from, from Meditations. It says, how to act, never under compulsion, out of selfishness, without forethought, with misgivings. Don't gussy up your thoughts. No surplus words or necessary actions. Let the spirit in you represent a man, an adult, a citizen, a Roman, a ruler, taking up his post like a soldier impatiently awaiting his recall from life, needing no oath or witness, cheerful, cheerfulness, without requiring other people's help or serenity supplied by others to stand up straight, not straightened. That is beautiful. That's fantastic. Thank you for reading that. Can you quickly say what what nugget you really want to convey to folks before we let you go? Oh, that was uh, that was about it, brother. I will leave you with that great piece from That's Marcus beautiful. Aurelius, and people should read that book along with the Goal Free Trilogy. So keep doing the practice, folks. The more you do the practice, the better everything gets for all of us. So thank you so much, brother, for everything you do and what everyone else does as well for my well-being. Thank you. Amen, brother. God bless you. Promethean hails. Mr. V. Promethean hails, brother. Oh, glorious. That was the great Mr. V, ladies and gentlemen, as we are down, uh, counting just seconds and a little bit and a little bit more. And uh, look, they couldn't shut us down tonight. My God, with the great slots tonight, the the highest financial gifter tonight, well away from everyone, the great slots, $1,000. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, as we go into this week, $1,000 financial gift. And uh, in second place, I guess that was first last, right? With $100 tonight, I believe so. Uh, glorious, epic night. Oh, no, no. Yes, it was. It was first last. That's right. Uh, and uh, totally epic as we are running out of time, darn it. Uh, John Malt out there. This is, this is how it's done. Get fired up with love, hope, and redemption. Don't ever look back. Don't take any from anybody. I love you all. Let's go free.